The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. It is Pat Gray unleashed. So the big decision uh, apparently today is that the Trump administration will recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Whoa, what a stunning recognition. It's been the capital of Israel for, well, since 1948. So, uh, And then long before that, ancient times, Israel, I mean, <laughs> Jerusalem has always been the capital of Israel. And the fact that some countries don't recognize that doesn't change the fact that it is the eternal capital of Israel. Always has been. It always will be. Now, we've gone back and forth. Oh, they're going to. They're not going to. He will. He won't. He did. He don't. And now it looks like they're absolutely going to recognize uh, Jerusalem and, and move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. It said the process could take up to four years. Uh, are there no moving trucks in Israel? Is that what the deal is? <laughs> are they short on boxes? I, maybe we could send them some. Uh, but people are worried about the fallout from the Middle East, from the Arab states. I mean, it, it didn't bring, you know, it's going to threaten the peace process. Did it help the peace process that we haven't recognized them up until now? <laughs> no. I mean, we don't have any peace in the Middle East now. Why Why would this be any any different but it is a bold move because everybody's telling him not to. Uh, even our allies, like uh, like Britain, are telling him, don't do it. The Arabs are all saying, don't do it. It's it's going to set the Middle East on fire. So it's, it's a pretty brazen, bold, courageous move Donald Trump is going to take today. Apparently. I mean, by all indi- indications, that's what he's going to do. Certainly, George Bush never did it. Uh, Ronald Reagan didn't do it. George H.W. Bush didn't do it. It it hasn't been done by anybody, by any American president. So uh, it would be fascinating if he actually follows through with this and everybody, by all indications, he's going to. And we'll finally, even the Pope is saying, hey, let's stick with the the, uh, status quo. Status quo is good on this. Let's just leave it like that. That's uh, unbelievable to me. It's, It's almost inconceivable. How would we feel if this were us? And they were just like, yeah, we're not going to recognize Washington, D.C. as your capital. Yeah. Come on. I mean, we would be livid. Yeah. We'd be livid. Israel has put up with this for, you know, 60-some years now, 70 years. And it's certainly time to recognize Jerusalem and to move the embassy to Jerusalem. Is it going to upset the Palestinians because they believe East Jerusalem is theirs? Yeah, but so what? East Jerusalem is not theirs. It never has been. They claimed it for a while until Israel took it back in 1967. The Jordanians had it for a time. Uh, and, And in the 67 war, Israel finally pushed them out of Jerusalem, which is located, by the way, in Israel. And so ever since that time, 
Israel's been wanting the recognition. Hardly anybody does. Hardly, almost no one recognizes Jerusalem, except for the Israelis, as the capital of Israel. Pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And yeah, we'd be really, I think we'd be upset if other countries did that to us. Also, some breaking news, uh, again, on the sexual assault charges and sexual harassment. Six female Democratic senators are calling for Franken to resign. A little surprised by that. Yeah, I was fast, too. Uh, that's, I don't know if he can withstand that. If it was just, you know, a bunch of men saying it, I, I don't know if it carries the same weight. Six female Democrats saying, yeah, you need to resign. You need to step down, Al. We don't want to be around you anymore. There's also a Democrat calling on Nancy Pelosi to resign. Um, and here's what, uh, here's what he had to say. Can you turn on the machine, the uh, 360? Are you hearing that? Because I'm certainly not. Mm. There's something wrong with the uh, something wrong with the sound. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, the inept, pathetic GOP can't sell these uh, crappy tax cuts to Americans. Most Americans are opposing these tax tax cuts. Republicans have persuaded themselves that keeping control of Congress. Depends on passing their tax cut plans, and it might work out that way. But a national poll released yesterday shows the President Donald Trump and his party have an enormous amount of work to do. Uh, because right now, the tax bill is only adding to the Republicans' problems. According to a survey conducted by Quinnipiac University from November 29th to December 4th, as the Senate was pushing through the tax cut bill, uh, most Americans by two to one were opposed to it. Twenty nine percent approve, fifty three percent disapprove. That's a that's a worse showing than Obamacare. Wow. Just as daunting are the uh, results showing that most Americans don't buy the core arguments Republicans have offered for their plans either. And the debate over the issue has harmed the party's reputation. According to this poll, anyway. And I think, you know, the part of the problem is that the tax cuts aren't good enough for Republicans and Democrats don't want them at all. <laughs> so you, you kind of can't win uh, on this particular issue right now because, again, the Republicans are inept and uh, lame and don't deserve to be in office. Wait a minute. You just started that sentence with right now. Right now. And they have been for some time. Yeah, they have been for some time. (laughs) That's not unique to today. No, it's really not. (laughs) There's also a family feud erupting over John Conyers' seat, which is kind of fun. Uh, Because, you know, in this monarchy, you're supposed to hand down the seat from father to son. Right. And and I think it's your firstborn son that gets the seat, right? Not the nephew. So right now in our monarchy, the Conyers monarchy, uh, the cousin or the uh, nephew of John Conyers, so his son's cousin, obviously, is saying he has a right to the seat. None of you Conyers people have a right to the seat. Let's let the American people decide. Let's let the <laughs> voters in Michigan decide. Just, mm, don't let an election get in the way of your dynasty, please. No sooner had he announced plans to vacate his seat than an intra-family feud erupted in public view. 
over who would take over. The embattled Michigan Democrat said he wanted his son, John Conyers III, to replace him when he departs. But earlier in the morning, Conyers' nephew, Ian Conyers, said he would be seeking the seat. And he said, I'm absolutely going to fill this seat. Ian Conyers, the state senator, told the New York Times, the work of our congressional district where I come out of has to continue. (laughs) So, again, you know, maybe the people will decide this. I, I don't know. You can't you can't allow that in a monarchy though, right? No. Can't allow that. That's, that's, that's just... <laughs> and sometimes this kind of seems like a monarchy. The confusion over his replacement reflected the frantic final chapter of Conyers' storied controversial career. The House, House Ethics Committee announced last week it opened an investigation into allegations against Conyers. Now, I don't know, do they drop that now? Probably. Since he's he's retiring and there doesn't seem to be any reason to keep going with the with the investigations, but uh, it, it will be fun to watch his family fight over whether or not uh, they have a right to this seat. Will it be the son? Will it be the nephew? Will somebody else step up? Certainly, that's not going to go Republican though. They they haven't gone Republican in yeah. seventy years. And right now, it's kind of a formality that they call it the eight, uh, the thirteenth district of Michigan. It's actually going to be renamed to the Conyers district of Michigan. <laughs> Good. So we'll yeah. take care of that. It's as just it a formality, should be. Mm-hmm. as it should be. According to a new poll in Alabama, now we just had one that said uh, Roy Moore was up six points, forty nine, forty three. Now it shows Doug Jones leading Roy Moore. Four by four points. That's a 10-point swing right there. Uh, Big League Gravas poll finds Doug Jones has 48% support in the race, while Moore has 44%. The poll also found 42% of respondents said they believed the allegations of sexual misconduct involving teenagers. About one-third, 34%, said they don't believe the allegations. That's a much different poll than we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. The CBS News poll said 71% of Alabamans did not believe the did not believe the allegations. So that's a that's a big difference. 71% I think of uh, Alabama Republicans, right? Oh, was it Republicans? I think it was, yeah. And meanwhile, uh Roy Moore's spokesperson is not doing him I- any favors at all. I what she said yesterday was absolutely bizarre. I'm not even sure exactly what she meant by it because she called, first of all, she called the act, the accusers criminals uh, and she said they're seeking revenge. Didn't say for what. Yeah, right. Wait, if they, if Roy Moore doesn't know them, then what's this vengeance for? Right, <laughs> right. And she argued that there were plenty of, quote, non-accusers that did not accuse the judge of any sexual misconduct, unquote. So there's a group of non-accusers that didn't <laughs> accuse the judge. You're telling us that your defense is that not every single woman in Alabama is was sexually assaulted by Roy Moore? <laughs> yeah, okay, well, he didn't, he didn't sexually assault every right, woman. There's right. a lot of people that say he didn't do anything to them. That might be that 71% number you were looking <laughs> at. Only 29% of women in Alabama. Is that the weirdest defense of all time? That is just bizarre. <laughs> what do you mean there's a group of non-accusers? Well, of course. Yeah. It's like, well, Ted Bundy didn't kill every woman in America. Mm-hmm. No, I, I know, but he killed like 31. Right. That's bad enough. That's bad enough. <laughs> 
And if, if Roy Moore what do you want? is guilty of some of the things that he's of which he's accused, it's really troubling. And I'm starting to think maybe he is because his story has changed a couple of times. And his spokespeople are like nuts. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. But who's going to win? Gun to your head. I think Rory Moore wins. Mm-hmm. I think he wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also uh, we're gonna we're gonna have Tim Ballard in here in just a few minutes. He'll be telling us about uh, what the, our efforts with the Nazarene Fund and shutting down s- sex slavery all over the world which he's done a phenomenal job of. And uh, we're in the process of trying to raise $25 million, $25 million to save more Christians and more people from the sex slave industry. And we'll tell you about that coming up in a few minutes. 888-900-3393. Uh, if your house is kind of sealed up for the winter, you know, maybe you're in, in cold weather and you're not opening things up anymore, you're trapping a lot of mold and pet dander and pollen and all kinds of things in your house. And then you turn on the furnace. And if your filter hasn't been changed in a while, it just recycles that stuff all through your house. But there's a great solution. It's called filterby.com. Really easy. Just go to filterby.com and search by size, the brand name, or the Merv rating you're looking for. And if even if you have a strange filter size... That's not a problem because they'll literally make one just for you. Your filters are then shipped free within 24 hours. So you get them really fast and you don't pay anything extra for the shipping. All their filters are made right here in the USA. So you know they're high quality. When you set up auto delivery, you'll save by 5% and then you never have to think about when to change your air filters again because they just show up at your door. Go to filterby.com today. Get the best price on top quality filters. Shipped free within 24 hours, right to your door. Filterby.com. That's filterby.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Again, we're going to be talking with uh, Tim Ballard about the Nazarene Fund coming up in a few minutes. Miles in South Carolina. Hi, you're on the blaze. Uh, I'm an independent, and I don't like this uh, tax bill at all. Reason being is that, like many millions of others, I'm a homeowner who itemizes. Hmm. And the elimination of the assault uh, income tax deduction is going to cause me to pay higher taxes, even with the doubling of the standard deduction and the lower rate. So as far as I'm concerned, the Republicans lied when they said that all middle class will receive a tax cut. Did they eliminate the the mortgage deduction in the Senate bill? Not the mortgage mortgage deduction, but the, uh, the income tax. The oh okay, so, d- d- yes, d- deducting like the t- the other taxes from right. Yeah, yeah they they did take that deduction. Uh yeah, that's going to cost a lot of people a lot of money, I think. And uh, again, you're right. That's why so many people are opposed to this thing. Uh, thanks, Miles. Appreciate I mean, it. It's no problem. It's uh, it's not, it's not typical of Republicans either to 
you know, hedge a tax cut like this. First of all, it, it wasn't any kind of bold vision for a tax cut. It wasn't tax reform. They didn't uh, take out a bunch of brackets. They didn't really simplify anything. They just kept it the same and lowered a couple of rates, 3%. Big deal. And then they took away certain deductions, which make it worse for some people. Be interesting to see. Uh, they got a tough road on this. 888 Yesterday, we told you that the U.S. Supreme Court was going to hear the uh, gay wedding cake situation. The one not from Oregon, where it cost that family their business. They lost their bakery. Uh, they paid $137,000 to the lesbian couple that wanted a cake and they wouldn't bake one. This is the case in Colorado, where a gay couple went to them specifically, I think specifically trying to cause some sort of trouble because everybody knew, everybody in town knew this was a Christian baker. They could have gone to anybody. Could have gone to anybody in town and probably everybody else would have baked their, their cake for them. But this guy would not. He would have sold them anything else in the store. He would have done anything else for them. He wasn't saying, you don't belong in my store. I wouldn't sell you anything. None of that. He just didn't want to participate in their same-sex wedding. So rather than just saying, oh, okay, well, that kind of pisses us off, but we'll go find somebody else, they took it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, on Tuesday, so yesterday, the Supreme Court appeared sharply divided in this uh, highly anticipated and closely closely watched case. And, of course, Justice Anthony Kennedy is the pivotal vote here. He'll be the one that decides this because the four liberals are going to vote for the gay couple. The four conservatives are going to vote for the baker. Uh, Anthony Kennedy voiced concerns about endorsing discrimination against gay people, but he also... Uh, voice concerns about Colorado not being very tolerant of this guy's religious beliefs, which is kind of encouraging. Apparently, it went pretty well yesterday. The nine just justices heard an intense, almost 90-minute argument in the dispute over whether certain businesses can refuse to serve gay couples if they oppose same-sex marriage for religious purposes. Uh, Kennedy is now 81 years old. He's been a champion of gay rights, but he's also been a champion of free speech. And in some cases, religious freedom. And he wrote the landmark 2015 ruling legalizing same-sex marriage nationwide. Did not definitively indicate how he would vote in the ruling due by the end of June. But he, he did pose tough questions to both sides. Which is probably, I, I think that's somewhat heartening. Makes me a little bit optimistic that maybe there's some hope here. Uh, it means that there's basically an ability to boycott gay marriages, Kennedy said early on. But he also asked whether the Colorado Civil Rights Commission that concluded that Phillips had violated state law was biased against religion, which would indicate that he could yet side with the baker. I Wow. That would be something else. If religious freedom is upheld in this case... That is going to be huge. He stressed that the commission was neither tolerant nor respectful of Mr. Phillips' religious beliefs, which teach him that compelling him to create a custom-made cake for a gay couple would violate his religious views. 
to say nothing of his First Amendment right to free speech. That's really, I mean, that's pretty thoughtful. That's more thoughtful than I assumed they would be on this issue, that Anthony Kennedy would be on this issue. During the earlier proceedings, one Colorado commissioner had observed how throughout history, religious freedom had been wielded as a justification for all kinds of hateful discrimination, up to and including slavery and the Holocaust. No, first of all, uh, slavery had nothing to do with religious sensibilities, and neither really did the Holocaust. That was about hatred of the Jews by a Nazi who was uh, atheist. To this commission, claiming religion as a defense was one of the most despicable pieces of rhetoric that people could use to use their religion to hurt others. That's what the Colorado Commission decided. And that actually angered uh, Kennedy. He was not pleased by that characterization, and neither were some of the more conservative colleagues like Sam Alito, who noted that this was a disturbing fact about the case that may show a certain animosity by Colorado officials toward Phillips' faith. At one point, Kennedy pressed the Colorado lawyer, Frederick Yarger, if he disavowed these comments, and Yarger said he had no choice but to relent and concede that the rogue commissioner may have gone too far. I would not have counseled my client to make that statement. Yeah, because it's obviously biased against religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're blaming everything in history on religion. I think that kind of bodes well for the good guys in this particular case. Because you can't you can't force people to go against their religious sensibilities and do something that they don't want to do. When you would sell them anything else, you'll sell them any other kind of cake, you'll sell them pastries, you'll sell them cookies or pies, whatever's in your shop, you're not trying to discriminate against them, you're just not violating your religious sensibilities. So it's going to be interesting to see, and but we're not going to find out for a while. Yeah. At least until next spring. End of June. So even into the summer. Um, we're going to have to wait a while on that. Triple uh, Eight, and you know that, that Oregon couple has to be amazingly glued uh, to this particular thing. There, There's also a case that has happened where somebody went into a gay baker and asked him to make a Bible. Uh, shaped cake (laughs) (laughs) because the bible Uh says you know uh, talks about homosexuality and the uh and the gay baker refused so they went to court and the gay baker was told he didn't have to make the bible cake (sighs) so when you flip this on the other side yeah and it has been done Mm -hmm. and there is a case of it it doesn't work the other way Double standard much? Oh, man. All the time. And neither would a Muslim baker be forced to make a, let's say, a cake for somebody's bar mitzvah, for a Jewish bar mitzvah. Would, would, they, be, would they force a Muslim to make a cake for a bar mitzvah? You know they wouldn't. Hell no. There's absolutely no way they'd do that. <laughs> and he would deny it on, on the basis of, I'm not doing that for your religion. And and the same, but the same sensibility is not afforded 
uh, to Christians. Now it's up to 10, by the way, breaking news. It's up to 10 <laughs> Democratic senators calling for Al Franken to resign. This is like watching Bitcoin. <laughs> Every time wow, you is. look up, the number of senators calling for him to resign keeps going up. It was six just a few minutes ago. Then it was nine now already. It's 10. It's already 10 Democrat senators, six women calling on Franken. I, he can't survive this. Wait, if there are 48 Democrat senators and he's one mm-hmm. of them, so there's 47 that could come out against him. We already have 10. Yeah. I wonder how many female um, Democrat senators there are and how many are left to uh, jump on board here. Huh. I don't know. I'm going to look this up. I don't know. Fascinating, though. We'll see if he lasts the day, actually. 888 uh, Tim Ballard coming up on The Blaze. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Joined by Tim Ballard from Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, you go to ourrescue.org, Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. So how's how's it going now? We've got a pretty hefty goal. Yes. Uh, of twenty five million dollars to raise in the million. next year. Yes. That's a lot. It's a lot of money, but but what's going on is uh, Glenn just named me the CEO of the Nazarene Fund as well. So wow! So what we're great. so what we're doing is kind of combining the missions and attacking global slavery now. Oh, um, great! And so it's 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 going to require that much. So it's about saving Christians from the uh, from ISIS, right? And and also saving children from the sex slave. It's exactly industry. what it is. Yep, yeah, both those things. Um, and and are we are you having successes around the world now that maybe we haven't heard about that you could tell us about? Are there I mean, I know that there's ongoing operations all the time that you probably can't talk about, but uh, tell us about uh, some successes that you've had. Of you late. know, this is an interesting one that just happened. Um, it, it's it's more than just extracting these kids is what we're learning. For example, in Haiti, and you, and you Pat, you came with us to Haiti and you mm-hmm. saw the situation there. Yeah. Uh, we did a big rescue on Super Bowl Sunday, rescued over 20 kids, uh, eight traffickers. And people told us, don't go, don't do this. You can't work with the Haitian government. It's a corrupt system. And we say, look, if, if we don't go, no one's going to go, and there's mm-hmm. never going to be a, a, a fix, a solution. So um, we got it was an amazing operation. We, we were able to uh, put these guys away, and then as we thought might happen, happened. Half of them got, mysteriously got out of jail the next week. Um, and so we, oh, really? we knew we knew what was going on. We knew and that they, was because of corruption. And they Haiti? they paid some people off. We didn't mm-hmm. know who. Wow. So what we did though is, and they said, "We told you so." We said, "No, watch." So we went down, and um, Congresswoman Mia Love helped us quite a bit. Uh, she's of Haitian descent, so she was able to kind of mm. get us a platform. And we gave this speech. Mia and I gave a speech. Uh, the president's delegation, the first lady's delegation was there, and we told them their own we, – we reminded them of their own history. In 1791, there was a, a revolution in Haiti uh, that it was the first time ever that the slaves revolted, pushed their masters off the island, and took over the government and abolished slavery. 
And Frederick Douglass was watching our abolitionist hero. And he accredited the, the abolitionist movement in America to the sons of Haiti, he said. And he gave them the credit. And then, wow. so I, I, I told this story to them. I said, Do you understand? Like, the abolitionist movement in my country began here. And it, it, it got, they got so excited. The press did a big story on it. It got out. And the president of Haiti, who was newly elected, called us and said, Come talk to me. So I went to the president with Mia Love. We pulled our laptops open. We said, look what happened. Look at these guys who are selling kids. And we have the video of me undercover and these guys selling 10-year-olds to us. And the 10-year-old's right there. And, we're, wow. and, the, and the president's like, I can't believe this. He's brand new elected. He's, he's, he's a farmer of the people. He, you know, he has a clean slate. And he says, we're going to fix this. Two weeks ago, we found out that he did. The, he, they found the four judges who, who got paid off $8,000 by these traffickers and... Uh, they're gone. Those guys are gone. And, so, and, now, and now the Minister of Justice and, you know, they're saying, who, who dares to try to pay off, you know, again, to, to get out of this? So they've got uh, a decent guy in a leadership position now in Haiti, right? He's, I mean, he's, 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 are you pretty convinced he's, he's not corrupt? Right now, yeah. Right now we're convinced. We're convinced. Wow. He's, and he's come out and saying that he, one of his platforms is to fix the corruption. And, and, and if you can't fix it around child sex slavery, then you're not going to fix it at all. So this is a good place to start. Because there's some dark <laughs> things in the history of, of Haiti. Right? Yes. There's some darkness on that island. Oh, there, there are some weird things that have gone on there yeah. that uh, have kind of left a, I, I don't know, a feeling of uh, an unsettling feeling, at least, uh, when, when you go there. Yeah, it, it almost There are evil things like that happen that. there. There are. Yeah, and there's you know the voodoo thing and uh, some weirdness. So it's it's nice to know that somebody's fighting back against some of that now. Yeah, we're trying to get light in that darkness, and it's I yeah. think we're having some success. So. Um, and also, uh, uh, this happens a lot in Central America, doesn't it? There's a lot of kids who are uh, subject to sex slavery in in Central and South America. Absolutely, and we have, we we just we've. But every other week, we're doing a different operation in Central and South America where we have a pretty big footprint there as well as in Mexico. Uh, so there's, I mean, we're, we're running ops like we've never, ever done before in terms of, you know, the quantity. Are you still involved, actually, in the operations themselves? Less in the, in, in terms of the undercover work. Yeah. It's just, it's just not safe for me to do undercover work anymore. Yeah, I bet uh, not. So I do more managing from afar. Yeah. Uh, do more the, 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 the political meetings, meeting with the heads of state or the you know, the, the police commissioners and things to get things set up. You've got some guys, though, who are amazingly good at this and, uh, and, and like, pull off. I mean, they have to act like scumbags, yeah. right, with these, with these sex traffickers. And they have to play the part, and that's got to be so tough on them. It's so tough. It, it's a short cycle. I mean, you can't do it for very long before you just get wasted, yeah. Uh, but I have been able to find guys who, who do it way better than I was ever able to do it when I, in my undercover days. I mean, they are convincing. They're unbelievable. They get into these rings. They convince the bad guys that they are part of this, and that's how we're rescuing these kids. It's an, it's an amazing thing. And these are, these are guys who are pretty successful and don't have to be doing this kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah, these, A lot of them are like multimillionaires. Yeah, uh, most of the guys are retired. I mean, they're done. They've, requ- they've retired from government jobs or even from the private sector some of these guys that we've these informants that we've worked with who aren't necessarily oh you are employees but they're informants they're unbelievable and they, and, and they are people you've met some of them yeah i mean they they could just retire and go away and instead they're they're yeah. in the darkness 
shining a light because they're committed to this work. That's right. It's it's pretty impressive. It's an impressive group of people you work with. I have I have the best guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know Jason Buttrell went mm-hmm. um, uh, overseas with Glenn to Asia, and he came back, and he was absolutely moved um, to tears by what he experienced. That was on the Thailand trip, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason yeah. came to Thailand, and he also yeah. did. We, he went to Latin America too. He's been around with our operators a couple of times, and. It's, yeah. it's life-changing from what I hear by, by the experiences that just observers <laughs> have. So what I was going to ask you is, do you have some guys that are involved in going in for these rescues that come to you and say, man, I cannot be a part of this anymore because of what they've experienced, what they've seen so close that's changed them, I don't want to say negatively, but to the point where, look, I want to help behind the scenes now. I mean, has anyone ever experience that yeah we have both so we yeah. I have people come and say look i can't i can't i can't do this it's in in, in my government days too we saw this like i i've got kids i can't handle this i can't see this anymore and then there's other people like jason who i thought you know glenn had to come talk to me and say hey don't take him from me. jason was ready to, to leave uh-huh. to leave yeah. glenn to come work for me <laughs> and i said i promised glenn i wouldn't do that to him <laughs> but he would have come so right. there's the other side where it's like i can't sleep at night unless i'm yeah this is all i'm doing so we, we get both both reactions wow uh, t- tell us about the numbers of this, because you've cited some startling statistics. Like there are more. What are the numbers on the sex slave on on slavery itself? Now? Slavery itself, it's just daunting. It's over thirty million. That's the most right now. Right now, that's more thirty sla- million people. Thirty are million people in slavery, meaning that they do not control their persons. They are controlled by mm-hmm. someone else and owned by someone else. That's that's more slaves than ever existed ever before in the history of the world combined right combined yeah i mean you could add up all the slaves that existed during that transatlantic slave trade that we talked about and not to minimize that at all right and in any way shape or form that was a horrible horrible thing is nothing worse but if you added the the that, that number up over 400 years the slate the, sla- the slaves that we read about in history there's more alive today than all of them combined that is unreal and about how, s- how is that not talked about more how is that uh, not uh, appalling to people that's a question i have all the time you know and i sit back and i say we should be talking about this there's a lot of parallels because you go back into like 1840s and they weren't talking about it then either like yeah. it was it's like let's keep that under the rug let's not talk about it. it's too hard i think a, a lot of it's just too hard for people yeah. to to believe it's real or want to or want to confront it yeah i think that's true yeah and you, yeah. And you it, it's too ugly to look at right yeah. you, you teach your kids no slavery has been over for 100 years you know mm-hmm. i just looked this up there are more slaves today in the world than the entire population of the state of Texas. 30 yeah, million. There's people. only 28 million right. Texans. It's that, unbelievable. And when yeah. you just think of that. And 6 million of those are children. Whether it's, wow. it's slave labor, organ harvesting, and sex trafficking. Wow. Those are the three reasons. And, and 6 million. And I've met some of the kids who have been saved and, and are out now and, and in homes. And it's, it's heartbreaking. The, the things that they went through. And they seem to be doing so well now, thankfully. Uh, but when you look at them and, and you think what they've been through, it's just uh, it just tears your heart out. It does. It uh, does. It's an unbe- unbelievable situation. Are you going to be writing any more books, or is that part of your life all uh, done? No, I. That's my. That's my healing. That's my therapy. Is yeah. I, as I as I write, um, I'm working on a book right now um, uh, called The Underground Railroad Then and Now. I don't know what the title's going to be exactly. Okay. Um, working on it with about the uh, sex slave trade. Yeah, about okay. basically about s- slavery then, slavery now, and and what you know the parallels and, and things like that. I have another one too on the on the pilgrims, that's similar to the book mm. that you just that you read earlier, which is the Lincoln Hypothesis, right? Which is phenomenal, phenomenal Thank book. You. It talks yeah. about uh, the American Covenant that yeah. Abe Lincoln believed very strongly in, and um, he had a covenant with God, 
And uh, he had a spiritual awakening in what, 1861, 1862? 1862 was his... Where he really woke up and realized that slavery was an evil that had to be done away with. Yes. And uh, so he he really got on board at that point. Yeah. Uh, and you also have the, uh, one called the Washington Hypothesis. Yes. Uh, the Covenant, Lincoln, and the war. Yes. Yes. Yep. And what else? And uh, I'm working right now. It'll come out in probably 19. Uh, the Pilgrim Hypothesis. Pilgrim Hypothesis. So how the okay. Pilgrims came to a similar realization about... A covenant relationship with the land and 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 its maker and their and their maker. Fascinating. So fascinating. Yeah. Uh, love your books. Love your work. Uh, thanks for doing what you do. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me on, Keith. Tim Ballard from Operation Underground Railroad. So, if people want to help out, because we do have a massive goal, so that we can save a lot of people, um, we've got a goal of of raising twenty five million dollars in the next year. How do how do you uh, we're, donate? We're sending everybody to the NazareneFund.org. Okay. And, and kind of compiling all the resources there. Okay. Yep. NazareneFund.org. Yep. All right. Thanks a lot, Tim. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Everybody uh, loves a good underdog story. You, you love the David and Goliath story. You love the Rudy from Notre Dame story. Uh, story of our sitting president. The underdog story. Um, right now, we need to push hard to support an underdog in the cell phone industry. Patriot Mobile. They're the only conservative cell phone company in this fight. The big mobile phone companies are out there using your money that you pay them with your hard-earned dollars to promote leftist causes, and nobody's stopping them. They pour millions of dollars into things like Planned Parenthood and uh, gun control activism. That's why Patriot Mobile is doing something special for Christmas, because it's time to get a big win here. And Patriot Mobile takes up to 5% of your monthly bill, and they donate it to pro-life causes or to the NRA to a cause that you believe in. If you join Patriot Mobile on any of their talk, text, or data plans during the month of December, you can receive a new iPhone 5S for one penny a month when you commit to supporting them for 24 months, up to two per customer. And how do you find find these fantastic deals? You call Patriot Mobile at 1-800-APATRIOT. That's 1-800-APATRIOT. Or visit them right now at patriotmobile.com. That's patriotmobile.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Franken is going to make an announcement tomorrow amid all these calls to resign. Ten U.S. senators so far, six women in the Senate, are uh, asking him to to step aside, to resign. I think it's ten Democrats. Bet, okay. You know, they got to have Republicans so on board, don't they? Yeah, so, <clears> so you're saying think. six of the ten Democrats are women. Are women. Okay, so we got the Dianne Feinstein. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris, uh, Maisie Hirono from Hawaii, Tammy Duckworth from Illinois, Elizabeth Warren, who's a powerful U.S. senator. Hmm. I mean, she is a potential uh, presidential candidate in 2020. Debbie Stabenow from Michigan, 
Claire McCaskill from Missouri, Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire, Kirsten Gillibrand, Patty Murray uh, from Washington, and uh, Tammy Baldwin, the uh, lesbian candidate, the lesbian senator from Wisconsin. Okay, hold on a second here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this this story was updated moments ago. We're up to thirteen. <laughs> wow! So so here's the list. Uh, it is increasing exponentially now. Yeah, you got the women here. I got Bob Casey of Pennsylvania, Joe Donnelly of Indiana, Sherrod Brown of Ohio, um, Ed Markey, Massachusetts. <laughs> are are Republicans just staying out of this? No, it says in addition, Senator Susan Collins. Technically, a Republican from Maine also said Franken should resign. Really, only one Republican? See, what? I think the Republicans are staying out of it because uh-huh. they don't want to get beat with the Roy Moore stuff. Yeah, they got their own senator in the wings <laughs> waiting. They got their own problems. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Roy Moore. I. That's a really tough one because at first I believed him. I, okay, there's only one. At first, there was only one woman that accused him of any sort of crime. The 14-year-old when he told her to take her clothes off. Okay, that that's not that's not right and it's not legal. And then the 16-year-old accused him of some kind of assault as well. Now he didn't rape her, but he he did assault her. Let's see that in list some way. again here. Hang on a second. Um but the others that he said he knew, but he can't remember if if he dated them. Now his story is mm. he doesn't know any of them. And so he didn't date any of them. When before he told this elaborate story, oh yeah, I knew them. I I really liked their parents. Had a good relationship with their parents. I talked to her mom. Well, now you don't know any of them. What happened to what you just told us? So I don't know. His story's inconsistent. It's a little weird. It's a little iffy. And the spokesperson's spokesperson stuff from yesterday, where she said, yeah, there's there's some people who haven't accused him of sexual assault. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. one of the weirdest statements I've ever seen. Yeah. And on uh, the Franken front, is there more now? Yeah, just point of clarification here. Um, I had highlighted on this sheet uh, the Democrats. Only the ones that are underlined are the women. Uh, so, so some of those. Yeah. So in other words, Elizabeth Warren has not. Fiance, uh, Feinstein has oh, not. Um, okay. So so it's Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. Maisie Hirano, Debbie Stabenow, Claire McCaskill, Maggie Hassan, Patty Murray, and Tammy Baldwin are the only ones. Yes. But... It is factual to say that 13 Democrats total have uh, come out against uh, Franken. Interesting. Uh, there was a bit, also a big New York Times expose on uh, Harvey Weinstein's enablers. Big bombshell report uh, about the people who are complicit in his 20 or 30 year reign of terror on women. Five big takeaways. One, uh, the... Talent agency CAA actress Mia Kirshner told the Times that her agents at CAA set up a meeting with Weinstein with her, but when she went to his hotel, his agenda was to exchange sex for career opportunity. She went back to the CAA and told them about it, and she says, "I was told to forget it. It's pointless to do anything about this." So they were complicit in this huge agency. Uh, In a statement, CAA said it apologized to any person the agency let down for not meeting the high expectations we place on ourselves. Like other agencies, it said it had begun revising its management structure to include more women and improve its sexual harassment policies. All right, a little late, but better late than never, I guess. A.J. Benza, the New York Daily News gossip columnist, was apparently complicit in all this. 
Supposedly, Harvey Weinstein had a network of friendly journalists, gossip columnists, magazine writers, editors, and authors who he relied on to deflect any kind of uh, criticism his way or to punish his rivals. And they apparently went went along with it. The third person complicit, Hillary Clinton. Clinton's past association with Weinstein was a big issue in the media weeks ago, but the revelations of the new report shine a bigger light on it. While the Times says it's not clear if the rumors of his record of sexual misconduct had ever reached Bill and Hillary, two women whose names you might recognize said they warned people in Clinton's sphere. In 2016, Lena Dunham, writer and actress, said she was troubled by the producer's visible presence during Hillary's presidential run because he hosted fundraisers for her and he appeared at campaign events. And Lena Dunham had heard all the gossip and all the stories, both directly and secondhand from other actresses. And so she went to Clinton staff members and she said, hey, uh, I just want to let you know that Harvey... Weinstein is a rapist. <laughs> this is going to come out at some point. I think it's a really bad idea for him to host fundraisers and be involved because it's an open secret in Hollywood that he has a problem with sexual assault. And they ignored her. They ignored her. In fact, a former Clinton communications director, Nick Merrill, said we were shocked when we learned what he'd done. It's despicable behavior. Uh-huh. Seems pretty clear to me that Bill and Hillary Clinton don't care at all about women hmm. or anyone else but themselves and their own power. Yeah. Hillary has did nothing but seek to destroy every woman who said anything negative about Bill and, uh, and his presidency. And all the people that accused... All the women that accused Bill Clinton of sexual harassment or worse, she tried to destroy. And so don't come to me and tell me that Hillary Clinton is some sort of feminist because <laughs> that's absolute nonsense. Yeah. Fellow executives helped mask uh, Weinstein's behavior going back all the way to 1990, according to the Times. That year, a 23-year-old assistant said he sexually assaulted her when he ran an errand at his home Bob Weinstein worked on the confidential settlement, according to two people familiar with the agreement. The first of at least three he'd been be involved in over the years. In a statement, Weinstein, Bob Weinstein, said he didn't recall being informed of the initial statement and denied being aware that his money was used to pay off two other accusers. Just so many people culpable in this thing. So many enablers. It's it's really amazing. Amy Israel, former head of acquisitions at Miramax, says both Weinstein and his brother used fear, intimidation, and psychological and emotional abuse uh, on all their executives. And the fifth, the fifth enabler listed in the New York Times report is the New York Times. <laughs> the Times report reveals that Weinstein actually contact, contacted the reporters who were working on the initial bombshell. And minutes before the New York Times published the first allegations about Weinstein, he called the reporters who wrote it. 
swinging between flattery and threats, he said that he had ways of knowing who had cooperated with the investigation and the means to undermine it. I'm a man who has great resources. And so for a while, it scared him out of publishing the report. But apparently they finally did. Really fascinating. I mean, there's a lot of people involved in this nonsense. And I'm sure we haven't gotten to the bottom of it. Although we haven't actually had a new sexual assaulter in the last couple of days, have we? Uh, let me do a news search and yeah, I'll get back should. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably premature to say that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Uh Radio Network. And thank you for being here. 888 Your thoughts? Uh, we were talking about Roy Moore and his situation a few minutes ago. And uh, kind of the discrepancies in the story, the weird things the spokesperson is saying. I, I don't know what to think anymore about the Roy Moore situation. I wish I did, I just, I, but I don't. I certainly don't want the Democrat to win, uh, but... Uh, it's it's just too bad we missed out on Mo Brooks because <laughs> he was great. Uh, you know, it's, it was of course it was too bad we lost we missed out on Ted Cruz uh, <laughs> and Marco Rubio mm. um, and or anyone Rand Paul <clears throat> and uh, seventeen others. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Six, so uh, you know what are you going to do? What are you going to? Here we are. This is where we are. Uh, Noreen in Minnesota, I think, is, has some defense for Roy. Noreen, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, hi. Uh, straight to the point. Yeah, I was also disheartened by that. But um, it's one of those uh, classic editing the sound clip. Hmm. You don't hear what he said right before it. And when I, saw it, hmm. when I saw the thing in its entirety, he was talking about being piled on and how, you know, and these new accusers. And then he said that. Okay, so he... I, because my impression was he was referring to all of the accusers, but he's, well, that's what I thought too. But then yeah. when I heard it backed up, that's what I thought. Huh? So just, we'll have to break that back out and and check that okay. out because that yeah, would explain please. a lot, wouldn't it? Okay. Yeah. And one other yeah. thing, we had a huge ice storm here last night, and on the way in, the local guys were talking about, well, what do you call it when you just tap some somebody and you don't really get a fender bender, and uh, you don't do that much damage, but the person's offended, and they called that a fender franken. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, like wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Noreen. Are they turning like on that. Al Franken up there in Minnesota, or or not yet, or where well, are we up there? Unfortunately, not really. I'm I'm waiting, but I'm thinking wow. with what happened today. Hopefully yeah. So. Well, with all these women coming out, I, th- I think that's going to be the end of it. I think that will He's be, got definitely. a big yeah. announcement tomorrow, apparently. Yeah. And I, I think you're right, Pat, that it's um, the, the Republicans are just holding back. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't want none of this right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Noreen. Okay. Appreciate it. 
thirty-three ninety-three. It's too bad too because if they had clean conscience, they could be all over this Franken situation. I mean, this is what Glenn has said for how long? Mm-hmm. Just get it out there, okay? Just tell them everything that you've done. Just get rid of all the garbage in your life, and then, and then you got nothing to hide, and then nobody can throw it in your face, and then they can't say, "Well, you, you've got this." Mm. Because you already told, you already said, yeah, I have this, and I here's what I did about it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Interesting story about uh, four million bitcoins being lost forever. Now, Bitcoin is at twelve thousand per coin now. Twelve thousand dollars a coin. What, what time of day is it right now? I haven't yeah. checked in a couple hours. Could be fifty by now. Could be fifty thousand dollars. Could be a million. Could be a billion. I don't Trillion. know. Hmm? I mean, it's going up so fast. It's tw- Who knows? Twelve thousand eight hundred and twenty-five. Oh bucks. my! God. So it's almost thirteen thousand. What did I write? What did I write on that story? That I scribbled out uh, th- that story. The, the other one there it was printed up a week ago, and you don't mm-hmm. have to get to that part yet. But it just says it referenced Bitcoin on November twenty-fifth as being worth eight thousand five hundred a Bitcoin, and I scribbled it out this morning and I wrote twelve thousand. Uh, why don't you check that? Now it's now twelve yeah, yeah, yeah. eight fifty. Now it's twelve eight fifty. It's almost thirteen thousand. I could have gotten in at ten, or seven, <laughs> or five. Or, yeah. When when we first started talking about this in a really serious way, because yeah. we did mention it at three hundred, we said, "Look at it, it's three hundred dollars. Is this a good thing to invest in? I don't know, but three hundred dollars is going to go up, hmm. and it did." And when it was 1100 that's when we really got serious and said, well, I mean, I should be in this. Let's get in at 1100 Now it's almost 13000 And you know what's going to happen when it uh, hits $20,000? you are going to say, man, I could have gotten in when it was 13000 Yeah. But I think I speak for everyone listening that has any kind of money in Bitcoin. That says don't get Pat in. Great, please yes, don't invest don't do in it Because that'll be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Bitcoin's lost... According to a research from Chainalysis, a digital forensics firm that studies Bitcoin uh, blockchain, 3.79 million Bitcoins are already gone for good based on a high estimate, 2.78 million based on a low one. Uh, so 17 to 23% of existing Bitcoins are just lost in people's hard drives. Yeah. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that suck? Just like, wow. like it crashed or you threw the computer away or whatever. And uh, 4 million Bitcoins unaccounted for. Here's one particular case. James Howells, he's a British IT worker and an early investor in Bitcoin. <clears throat> he also every, had every right to be the most irritated, furious man on earth. Howells got in on the ground floor of the crypto coin economy back in February 2009. Wow. I mean, it was worth nothing then. <laughs> nothing. Literally like 0.04 cents a coin. Might even been 0.04. Through his computational labors, so he went mining for Bitcoin. And there's an algorithm that you use, you use, and your computer has to continually run, and it just finds these Bitcoins. And uses lots of electricity, as we learned yesterday. Right. But he amassed about 7,500 Bitcoin. Then his girlfriend started nagging at him. James, that is so noisy. That's our electricity bill is so high. James, turn that off. It's too noisy. James, our electric bill is $250 this month. I am not paying that. 
And put some pants on while you're down there in the basement. I mean, <laughs> women, right? Right. Who's with me on that? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Please continue reading so I don't have to keep saying right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. his girlfriend was fed up mm. with the noise of the block mining hardware. She made him stop. Oh, no, she didn't. She, n- no big deal at the time, James thought. That's, you know, Bitcoin was worth next to nothing. So, okay, gosh, get off me. And so he stopped. And most of the equipment he was using was sold for scrap. Oh, wait. After he spilled lemonade on it. Well, (laughs) And the hard drive containing the key to his digital wallet sat in a drawer for three years before Mm. passing into its final resting place in the garbage. Uh, Do we know how many Bitcoin he had? 7,500. I'm sorry? Now, the tail end of uh, 2013, Howells took stock of the crypto markets because by then it was what, 300 bucks a piece? I I think Bitcoin hit 300 in 2013. (laughs) So now he's got 7,500 of them somewhere in the garbage (laughs) worth $300 a piece. And so he starts to think wait a minute, jeez, I got to get those Bitcoins back. His lost coins were worth a few million dollars by then. Mm-hmm. Four years later, mm-hmm. and he still is trying to figure out how to get those Bitcoin back. He's got, again, 7,500 of them. They are right now worth $96,187,500. $96,000,000. When I originally did that math this morning, it was only a mere $90 million. If he finds that trash heap wow uh, right now 96 million dollars he threw away 96 million dollars and counting right now so what's he doing now yeah he, he's he took a shovel uh-huh. and he's going to the landfill every day sure. digging up yeah the county landfill tr- looking for his uh trashed hard drive uh-huh but would it even work at that point i don't know yeah he doesn't even know he doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> but he's I, he's digging up five-year-old dirt and garbage, mm. risking dangerous gases and potential <sighs> landfill fires to recover a laptop hard drive that may or may not function. But see, with every day that he shows up at the landfill with that shovel, believable. What he's digging for that treasure is worth more and more. So just yeah. take your time there, Mister Howells. Jeez. Seriously, I would be living inside that dump. I would never leave. I would constantly dig, or I would pass out mm. and sleep on the garbage. Oh no. That would drive you out of your mind. I would I would literally ninety-six million dollars. You've got and you know you have it because you mined them. Yeah. You had seventy five hundred coins worth now ninety-six million dollars. If uh, you're set for life, for yeah. generations of life. If and you, if you can find it. And if it works. That boys and girls is what we call an opportunity lost. Wow. If that's me, I mean, you man, think I'm man. crazy now. If that were to happen to me, oh, dear. That'd be hard. Uh, seriously, that'd be hard to live with. I would, oh. That'd be hard to let go. I would not be letting it go. I'd be digging around the clock. <laughs> man. Mm. You'd smell really bad, too. You mean worse? <laughs> There's that. Oh, yes, yeah. Worse, you're right. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> But for $96 million. And it keeps going up every day that he shows up there. I'd I'd buy a backhoe.
I mean, when, when it went, do you remember when it went up to a, a thousand and we were all like, wow, a thousand dollars? It's 13 times that now. Mm-hmm. I remember back to it in the morning show, I'd go at the Bitcoin update when it was two grand and it went up to like 22. And I thought, all right, if it goes back down to two, I'm going to buy some. Yeah. Waited until it was $6,500 <laughs> and bought in a little bit. I mean, I've got, we got like half a Bitcoin. Really? 0.45. Oh, you got But in, in the last two weeks, it has made like Stupid. $1,500. That's amazing. It's crazy. It is absolutely insane. Well, we had the Zappo guy in, mm-hmm. uh, one of the bit, Bitcoin vendors. And, you know, I, I've said this before. He told us it's irresponsible to just go all in on this thing because it could go to zero. It really could go to zero. Yeah. On the other hand, it's irresponsible not to have at least some because it mm-hmm. could go to one million of Bitcoin, and I thought that was kind of crazy. But when you, the, as you see it continually going mm-hmm. up every day, sometimes a thousand dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Okay, that could hit Hang a million. On. I'm going to help you out here, Pat. Not that I want you investing in anything near Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but um, what was it? Maybe two months ago, uh, Litecoin mm, right. was a mere forty-eight dollars when I bought in. Oh. What's Litecoin today? It's one hundred and one dollars. Uh-huh. So it doubled in just a couple of months there. See, so you can get in on something wow. like a Litecoin. Right. There's Ethereum at 441, and then there's your Bitcoin. The big three. Yeah, it's out of your league. Bitcoin's so not going anywhere. Yeah. So Bitcoin's so, not going so anywhere. So get in on Litecoin with us. It's not. When you have people like the Winklevoss twins and their $11 million oh, investment. Yes. And now it's worth literally billions. I, it's not. They're not. They're, people like that are not going to let Bitcoin go anywhere. It is not mm-hmm. going to disappear mm-hmm. unless the power all goes out. Sure. Then we're toast. Or an EMP, which yeah. would cause that. Yeah. yeah. EMP would be a problem. Yeah. Yes, not. it would. That would be a be. problem. Wait, just but, wait. When we when we go completely digital, uh-huh. that's when the EMP drops. <laughs> <laughs> but Bitcoin's going to be the least of our problems if right. we get an EMP. Yeah. People will die. You know, so. uh, No, people won't die. Well, people will die as a result of, I mean, EMP won't kill them, but... No, yeah. the EMP doesn't kill them. Right, it's the whole life the support. The result of yes. that. <laughs> Can you eat a Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Venezuela just came out with the Petro. <laughs> came out with what? The Petro. Oh, I'm It's their cryptocurrency. That. It's oh, called yeah. the Petro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Backed by what? The, their oil and gas and all that. Then. <laughs> But that's gonna one day. It's be, feeding millions. I hear that's going to be the equivalent of like a Chuck E. Cheese coin compared uh-huh. to like a silver dollar. You know, uh-huh. no, just, come on. You know, everybody's got to get. There's like a thousand mm. different cryptocurrencies. Mm. Yeah, um, as long as you got some money in one of them. All right, we are joined uh, by Brad Staggs now. Mm-hmm. And all right, so it's mm. the the season of parties. You ever been to a party and you're standing there talking to somebody and you realize you can't hear what they're saying? That's because I mean, I'm probably not listening to you. Well, yeah, but you know, it's just, <laughs> if you are in fact listening, yes, yeah, sorry, and you realize, man, I I cannot hear what they're saying. Yep. yep. It may not be that you're going deaf. It may just be that you have a little too much, and you thought I was going to say alcohol, earwax, <laughs> earwax, or a both. little, or or <laughs> a little too much of both. Which in fact will do the very same thing. Uh-huh. But the fact of the matter is, when you're at parties this holiday season and you really want to be able to hear what's going on. Here and really enjoy a party. Mm. I hate parties. But if you really want to enjoy a party, <laughs> do it with clean ears. Do it with a WaxRx system. If you go to usewaxrx.com and use promo code radio, that's when you get the free shipping. But it's the three-part system. You've heard us tell you about it. What are you waiting for? Doctors invented it. They, they were thinking of you. Aww. When they invented it, you. And you know who I'm talking to. 
So it's the three-part, the earwax softening drops, the special uh, squirt bottle that gets in there, the right amount of water pressure, and that pH-conditioned yeah. final rinse that leaves those ears soft and very supple. Supple. Look. Enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy all it can be, but do it with clean ears. Go to usewaxrx.com. Use promo code radio for free shipping. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, the pressure keeps mounting on Al Franken. Kristen uh, Gillibrand has asked him to leave. Maisie Hirona, Hirono of Hawaii, Claire McCaskill of Missouri, Maggie Hassan from New Hampshire, Senator Patty Murray of Washington, Kamala Harris, California, Bob Casey, Tammy Baldwin, Sherrod Brown, Joe Donnelly. Debbie Stabenow, Ed Markey, Heidi Heitkamp, and Michael Bennett of Colorado have all requested that Al Franken leave office. Hmm. That's uh, that's amazing. He's got a big announcement tomorrow. You begin to wonder if he's gonna. I wonder make it to tomorrow, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Hmm. But you know, if he... I kind of wonder, is that the announcement we're expecting? Though, is he going to say I'm I'm resigning from my office now? I don't know. I, it's Al Franken. Should we expect the best from him? Probably not. Maybe he's going to announce a comedy tour. He has time to, you know, <laughs> get one in before the new year. Uh, I'm going to do stand-up in addition to the Senate. I'm going to do stand-up on the Senate floor. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. While I'm squeezing the butts of these women. I was going to ask, is there a meet and greet afterwards, yeah. Senator? Yeah, well, I'll be taking photos with hot chicks okay. afterwards. All right, what if they're not hot chicks? I'll be putting them to sleep with my comedy act, and then I'll be squeezing <laughs> their snoobage while they sleep. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Uh, 888-933-93. Cheryl in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Funny, because it's true. I know. Hey. Hey. I was thinking that they're offering up Al Franken as a sacrificial lamb on the altar so that they will have a precedent and moral high ground for as they bring these um, Trump allegations up against him again and starting to resurface those. Mm -hmm. They'll already have set the precedent that we let our guys go. Yours guys have to go, too. There's no question. They're setting up that groundwork right now. Mm -hmm. And they're, yep. And I think they're even lining up the women with the sexual allegations against Trump right now, and they're having them at the ready. And pretty soon, the press is going to be all over those women, and we'll be hearing all about it again. I I think you're right. I think, yeah, Frank will probably be on board with it too, because if they can bring down Trump, anyone will will be offered up to to get him. Yep, that's right. Thanks, Cheryl. They're they're not going to like it though. If Trump, if Trump is out of office, are they going to like Mike Pence better? Absolutely not. I'm like, Trump is so much closer to the left ideologically than Mike Pence. I, I don't know why they're doing this. Uh, they just hate him out of, I, I don't even know what. They just, they hate him more than they hate, I mean, it's like George Bush hatred to the 10th power. Right. We thought that was intense. Thought that was intense. Mm. And they accused us of hating 
Barack Obama in an inordinate way, in an illogical way. Look at the hatred they have for Trump. I mean, I, I'm not a Trump fan, but I don't hate the guy like they do. It's just as bizarre to watch. And it, even when he's doing things they like, they don't like it. <laughs> it's just, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I will say this, though. Trump has done several pretty great things. I, in fact, I would have to say Trump has exceeded my expectations already. Because he has already done Gorsuch, okay, which we give him Gorsuch EPA regulations, yeah, so that thing. got us out of the Paris Accord. Okay, he gave state land back to states yesterday. That was crazy. I completely unexpected, unanticipated. I don't remember him even campaigning or talking about that. But yeah. that's a that's a tremendous move. It's a states' rights move. Now he's recognizing Jerusalem and moving the embassy? Wait, I've got another one here. I just thought of this one. Okay. Uh, Keystone Pipeline. Is he put, That's back yeah. on track yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Keystone they're, is back? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the last hurdle was Nebraska. And they approved oh, that's good. It. So I think, I think we're good there. Um, and, you know, if not for the petty John McCain, Obamacare would have been repealed, at yeah. least temporarily, yeah. for about five years. And you can't blame him for really the, the lack of repealing Obamacare or the or the tax plans that are really lackluster. That's the that's the Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Mike in Utah. Mike, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat, you're awesome. Thank you. Hey, I had a thought for that guy with the Bitcoin that's digging up in the dump. Yeah. I would get about I would get about fifty of my friends and tell them we'll split it. Because you know what? It's better than nothing, right? And then yes. fifty of you are digging up the dump. And uh, since it was my idea, I want to be one of the guys. So, <laughs> um, uh, anyway, that that last uh, last caller kind of stole my thunder a little bit. But uh, what I was going to say is that this is a this is clearly a political calculation of the Democrats, and you've said that. I think yeah. they know that Roy Moore is going to win. Yeah. And I think they I think they're actually kind of happy because uh, then they're going to have him to beat us over the head with for the next two years. Mm-hmm. And they can, you know, like the last caller said, they can they can take the high ground because they got rid of Franken, and it's not going to hurt them because the governor's just going to put in an, mm-hmm. another Democrat. Yep. So that's not going to hurt them. Yeah. But they've got it to use against us and say, oh look, at we got rid of ours. The Republicans are scumbags. And then yeah, bring it, bring uh, the, the, all these all those, the, the Trump accusers just disappeared. They're still there. They're just they're just waiting. And yes. I think this is a. This is just a political opportunity for them. They don't give a crap about women being abused. And I think I think we ought to call them on it. I think we ought to call them on Conyers, you know, letting him yeah. just walk away. That's not – they didn't hold him accountable. And Franken, yeah, he's going to step down, but big deal, you know. Right. Uh, they they right. caught him dead to rights, and it's a Democrat state. You know, how, how, how much would they fight for him if a, a Republican might replace him? Oh, the, yes, that's true. All of that is yeah. true. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Mike. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it might be a pretty effective technique for him too to be using the uh, Roy Moore. If Roy Moore wins, and I think he's going to, uh, I think that might help the Democrats because they'll use it. They'll use that to beat us with, to beat the Republicans with, to beat Christians with for the next two years. Certainly, twenty eighteen, uh, I think, is up for grabs if. If uh, they play their cards right, 
because there's a lot of people that are unhappy with the Republicans and the job they've done. They've had they've had their chance now in the majority, not just the majority in Congress, but also with the executive office. And they still can't get anything done. Still can't do a thing. And then you add to that yeah. the sexual harassment or the all the talk about Roy Moore. Yeah, it could be ugly. But then we do this little game of ping pong. And what if wow, this is a big if. Do you think McConnell refuses to seat Roy Moore? And then basically it's the same Al Franken, you know, backstop. We have a Republican governor in Alabama. Let him pick someone. And then it, I don't know. That's just. I don't think he will refuse to seat him. I think so. No, not now that the Republican Party is behind him and the president is behind him, he'd be hard pressed to say, I'm not going to seat him. Then he's got to fight with Trump on his hands, I think. You know what I think? I think as unbelievable as 2016 was, as more ridiculous as 2017 has been, 2018 maybe. Where's that meteor? Is that meteor still available out there? That that uh, the one that's passing four million miles. Yeah, the bias. The, the meteor of death. Remember it's a close that? call. It's I, a close shave. I want to. It's a close shave of four million miles. I wanted to <laughs> land right here. <laughs> Bye. Uh, all right. Day. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, is Bitcoin at 20,000 yet? If it's not, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be disappointed. If it's not at 20K right now, hang on. If it's not, it will be. You know, In a couple of weeks, it'll be at 20,000. Uh, and then I'll be saying, I could have got in at 12 or 13 or wherever it is right now. Uh, let's see. 12, it's, it's holding steady at 12.8. Okay. We've got uh, Jeffy and Chewing the Fat coming up in a sec. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. And it's uh, time for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Hi. Jeffy. How world are you? Oh, perfect. Great now perfect. that you're here. Happy, happy Wednesday. Thank you. It's, nobody says that, but go ahead. Uh, I just did. Happy Wednesday. What do you mean nobody says that? That's why I said it. It's stupid. Hump day. It's stupid. Happy. I, I could have gone with the hump day. Instead, I said happy Wednesday. Yeah, that'd be even more stupid. What? Happy Hump Day? Yes. <laughs> Even more stupid. Really? Yeah. That's in a bad mood all of a sudden. There, you know why? It? He realized he hasn't invested in Bitcoin. I yet. know. Don't even. <laughs> Pat. Are you, you invested and I at both. all? You're you not and I invested both. either, are you? Yeah. It's if if I get in, we have been joking. It's, it's going to nothing. I know. That's. I, I mean, just don't you will. and I have been joking seriously since mm-hmm. the Oval, and that was like at maybe two thousand. No, it was eleven hundred. Okay, I mean, it was when we started it, joking about it. It was eleven okay, hundred. I'm just saying, we, it, look where we would have been. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you want to piss me off even more? <laughs> I mean, damn you, it! Damn it! <laughs> we could have made twelve thousand dollars by now. You know, $12,000 already. 
Already. Just for one thing. For just one for a hundred bucks. For one coin. It's, I hate it. It's just this really Oh, it's uh, actually gone up since the commercial break there. It's now 12860 When we left you, See, it was 12825 I got to tell you, though, it's, it's a bubble. It's a bubble. It's going to burst. I, it's not real. I don't, I don't know how it can be real. Really. I know. I don't know how it can be real right now because it's not a it's not a thing. It's not an actual thing. It's not an actual <laughs> thing. It's a thing that may now, happen now, at some see, point. It might be a thing. But it's not an actual thing. But it's wait, not wait, a thing. Wait, of all the steps of grieving, where's denial? What step is that? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Okay. And every time I think, all right, well, I'm going to, I swear, every time I think, all right, you know, I'm just going to bite the bullet uh-huh. and I'm going to. Sure. Throw a couple hundred bucks in just so that it's yeah. in there, I keep th- and I, I can shut up. And then every time I, I go to do that, I think, no, because if I do that, it's going to fall through the roof, and I'll be done. I'll be mad at myself. My wife told and me a then, couple what's weeks What's that ago? now, Keith? It's uh, a 12865 <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, it's holding steady. I don't think anything updates, but every minute, I mean. <laughs> uh, I, my wife told me a couple of weeks ago when it was 7500 uh, we were, I was talking to her about it, and she's like, "Well, maybe you should call our guy and call, have him put, put a little in." Call and our I did. guy, right? Put a little in. Call our guy. Just well, we download. Guy. The well, you have a guy. App. We have a guy. Ah, or you could just do. It. You could have your guy do it, or you could mm-hmm. do it yourself. But either way, mm-hmm. you still, you know, mm-hmm. put a little something in. Right, a couple hundred bucks. That's where I'm at. I've been a couple hundred bucks since eleven hundred or twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. At eleven hundred, twelve hundred, it was a hundred. When we got up to joking around at five thousand. I was like, well, maybe a couple hundred bucks, you know. And you did? Uh, no. Oh, you <laughs> No. So you're not the only one, so shut up, okay? Then do Litecoin. Get oh, off man. me. Yeah, and I don't want to hear that either. Your diphtherium and all, right. all your other bull crap coins. All right, and, then you know what? Then don't complain when it... They're not a thing. Okay. None of them are They're a not thing. a thing. It's not real. There's nothing not. tangible about it. The world isn't real. I guess real. there are places you can spend them. <laughs> There's a few places you can spend them. It's sort of a thing, but not really. It is. It is. Oh, oh. It is sort of a thing. And Twelve will, eight six six. And it will be more Shut of a up. thing as time kidding. goes. Twelve thousand eight hundred sixty-six. Right. What are you going to chew the fat on today? California Governor Jerry Brown, state of emergency. Yes, he declared the state a state of an emergency yesterday. Two hundred and fifty thousand homes lost power. Uh, classes were canceled. Schools in Ventura Unified School District on Wednesday canceled. Uh, new wildfire closed part of Interstate 405 uh, early this morning. Uh, you can see the, some of the footage. It's I've got, December. I've got some of the footage rolling yeah. uh, as we talk about it. There, was three, there were three little Twitter feeds that uh, were covering some of the fires, and they've got some some mm. amazing oh, it's crazy. footage of what's going on. I mean, really it really sad. is. Sad. It really is. Uh, they broke out in Southern California, and they're worried. You know the Santa Ana winds that you know, and I know we, we've joked around, but you don't want to mess with those Santa Ana winds. But they're 50, 70, 50 to seventy mile an hour winds, blowing unpredictably, mm-hmm. uh, which is just there's no way to you can fight a fire like that. I mean, the uh, Los Angeles Creek Fire has burned more than eleven thousand uh, acres and twenty five hundred. And because homes. of the unpredictability of the wind, that's why you see some of these neighborhoods house burned down, house burned down, house burned down. Totally this one's fine. Good. Totally fine. Next house, burn down, burn down. Totally fine. Right. It just jumps. It just, it's crazy. It certainly is, man. And there's more and more. I mean, uh, now it's in, uh, you know, Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, most of these fires were up in the hills and up in the mountains. And, you know, you thought at least L.A. was fine. But, no. I mean, they're shutting down interstates. It's uh, They're shutting down uh, and again, all kinds of. It's things. December. 
right. is really bad. Really bad. I mean, Bel Air District, Bel Air is burning. Uh, they're cutting down some of the cultural. Those are dang nice homes. I know. Those are super wealthy There's homes. There's a few. There's a few that are worth a couple dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean got, it's, it's no more sad when a $4 million no, house not. burns no, down than not. when a $100,000 house it's burns It's actually, down. to me, but it's more it's, sad. It's almost more sad, home. yes. Yeah. Because those people, that's what they're going to they be have. okay. The rich people are going to do okay. Yes. Uh, the ladies, the lady <laughs> and the, uh, the couples that are, we didn't bring anything. They just told us to get out now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. It's sad. Heartbreaking. Yep. It is. Heartbreaking. And it could go on for uh, more days. They're talking about uh, you know more hundreds of thousands of acres burning uh, homes. I mean, they're not going to have you. You can see it from space. Um, I, I don't think we have the picture, but the the one shot. I'll, I'll tweet out one of the stories from uh, the space satellite. A picture of it burning from uh, Southern California is fascinating. Mm. You can still see the smoke shooting out across the Pacific. I mean, it's. I'd be concerned mm-hmm. <laughs> if I was living in Los Angeles, uh, Southern California. I know those. I've been out there before when, uh, like, the mountains up in Big Bear Lake have been on fire, and you're on one mountain on one hilltop, and you're looking over at the other, you know, across on the other side of the lake, and it's on fire. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, weird. And then you go to dinner. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but now, I mean, you're talking about, you know, the neighborhood. Yeah. You're talking about, I mean, yeah. Bill and Jody's house two blocks over is on fire. Yeah. I mean, that's frightening. Mm-hmm. Really frightening. Bill and Jody broke up. It's just Bill's house. Oh, no. Well, then yeah. I don't care if it How burns. How did get the house? Oh, no, because Why? Jody was What was she doing? cheating on him. Yeah. yeah. Cheating on him. Yeah. No, with who? Mm-hmm. Steve. Stop. Yeah. Steve doesn't have a home in the valley. He lives in downtown. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Time Magazine, congratulations to uh, the 2017 person of the year. Mm. Oh, Yeah. The Silence Breakers. Oh, shut up. The Silence Breakers. I thought it was the, it says It says right on the cover, person of the year. If you look at Blaze Television, you can see it says person of the year. Oh, yeah. Right. I see that. Huh. But there's more than one, the two, Me three, Too four, movement. five on the cover. Uh, the Silence Breakers. And it's the Me the Too cover. movement, yeah, isn't it? It's the hashtag yeah. The Me galvanizing too. actions of women on our cover. Ashley uh, Judd, Suzanne Fowler, Adam Iowa, Taylor Swift, and Isabella Pascual, along with those of hundreds of others and many men as well, have unleashed the highest velocity shifts in our culture since the 60s. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. Well, that actually is true. Um, social media acted as a powerful accelerant. The hashtag Me Too. <laughs> Now has been used millions of times in at least 85 countries. I woke up and there were 32,000 replies in 24 hours, says Alyssa Milano. Of course, she was used it after Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Anyway, congratulations to the person of the year. Yeah. Uh, A hashtag movement. <laughs> That's great. That's great. The silence breakers. <laughs> and if that wasn't bad enough, congratulations are in order again. Hmm. To Colin Kaepernick, uh, presented uh, the Sports Illustrated Muhammad Ali Legacy Award yeah, uh, from Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce had this to say as she was preparing to give the award to Colin. Uh, thank you for your selfless heart, your oh. conviction. <sighs> thank you for your personal sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Colin took action with no fear of consequence or repercussion. 
only hope to change the world for the better, to change perception, to change mm. the way we treat each other, especially people of color. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. <laughs> pathetic. Freaking guy, it's man. Pathetic. Come on. We. They've just made him into a folk hero. They sure have. And it's. And he doesn't deserve it. He said, no, he does not. And you know what? He knows it. Deep down, he knows it. He does. He does. Mm -hmm. I don't care. There's no way that guy believes that he deserves all this. But he'll take it, I bet. He's he's not saying no. Yep. He is not saying no. There's no doubt about that. Rest in peace, too. We lost another one. Oh, no. No. It's been a hard year. Uh, Johnny Halliday died. He was 74. I mean, of course, you know him as Francis... Rock and roll icon, the Francis Elvis Presley. Uh, the Fra- he, was, he went by French Elvis. The French Elvis. Yeah, the French yeah, Elvis. yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we lost. Right. He was seventy four. Oh no, I know. We lost him. Uh, I was I was looking at the story about him though. Mm-hmm. Get this: sold a hundred million records. Wow. Starred in films and a, <laughs> and wow. a number of films, and he started in the sixties. The uh, BBC did a story on him not long ago and called him the greatest rock star you never heard of. And in the story, it shows him on stage performing at the Beacon Theater in New York with foreigner guitarist Mick Jones. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the guy that Mick Jones started with back in France? I don't know. The... It could, very well could have been. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Mick Jones left England for a while and went to play with some guy in... Some pop star in France. I wonder if it was it this guy. It probably was the French Elvis. Yeah, yeah. And that was before. Then he got together with the uh, uh, his first band, which was what was it? It was. Uh, I don't remember. I, I don't either. Band? I don't either. But it, but it, it was a it was a fairly well known band. Well, they weren't huge, but they were big and somewhat big in England. And Lou Graham was a fan of them, and. Uh, they advertised that they were looking for a new vocalist, and Lou Jones got really excited about that. Or Lou, Lou Graham. Graham yeah. Lou Graham got really excited about going to see Mick Jones and, and the, the rest of this band. And when he went and started singing, of course, Mick's like, Hello. that's yeah, our guy. This, this <laughs> that's is him. Yeah. No, no more question. calls, please. We do have a winner. <laughs> right. uh, send everybody else home. Uh, we got our guy. <laughs> and uh, the rest was history. But it was, it was I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember. Uh, the name of that band, but I do remember him going to France. He went to France. Yeah, I bet you it was. Yeah, yep. I bet you it was the French Elvis. And you know, by the way, just so you know, rest in peace, yeah, French we, Elvis. We lost him. We lost him. Doggone it! I know. So uh, the veteran Florida Python hunter this last weekend, you know, because mm-hmm. it is a Python hunting. Uh, it's the uh, South Florida Water Management District Swift Mud Spooky Tooth. It's uh, Spooky Tooth. Spooky Tooth. Name of the band. Spooky Tooth. Mm-hmm. I don't re- why don't I remember Spooky Tooth? You don't remember him at all? I don't think so, no. Okay, well, never mind then. I know, but I mean, I shouldn't, I mean, that's, you know, it's... Yeah, and it was Johnny Holiday. It was Johnny Holiday. Nice. Isn't that the guy who died? Yeah, the French French yeah. Elvis, yeah. Yep, yep, that's him. Okay, so we, we just know right. he's done. We do nice. know who he is. That's nice. kind of cool. That's why, we had, that's why they had the video of him in there. That's why. There you go. All right. So it's uh, Swift Mud. Uh, has got their uh, got their yearly uh, Python elimination program going on in Florida. Who does? Uh, Swift Mud, uh, the South Florida Water Management District. They just they're a government agency that controls how much water you get to have in okay. Florida. Okay, so they're a wonderful thing. They care about the environment and they of care about they the people and they they care about you. 
Mm-hmm. Pat, if you live in Florida, they care about you. Mm-hmm. And, they, and even if you don't live in Florida, gosh darn it, Swift Flood <laughs> cares about you. But uh, it is uh, the uh, Python elimination program that goes on, uh, going on right now. Now, the overall record is uh, by this guy um, <clears throat> who caught the record for the elimination program. The overall record for the state is an 18-foot, 8-inch python. Mm. This python, if you look at the picture, 17 feet, 1 inch, 132 pounds. Just a baby. I mean, it is big. These five guys are holding that bad boy up. You can look at it. I don't know. It looks whoa. <laughs> it looks wow. big. Yeah, it does. He looked ah. big. He said. Uh, he said he caught. He spotted the female snake in the submerged water. Grabbed her quickly. Shot her in the head while holding the snake. And there was a smaller male nearby. But the male was like, "I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> do you get like a? Do you get paid for yeah. kills like that? Yeah, they pay. They you go out and you get them, and they pay you. Uh, the heck do they pay? It's not much. Yeah. I mean, these guys do it for more fun than anything else, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. They've since uh, the program began in March, they've killed seven hundred and thirty pythons, maybe even more. Wow! I mean, that's a lot in the Everglades, and that's why they started this, right? Because they were uh, starting to overwhelm the Everglades oh. and to eat the little gators, and the people were like, "Oh, we got to get rid of these things, man." Uh, the people have been mm-hmm. releasing their pet pythons. And guess what? They don't die in the Everglades. They grow really big. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's why they started the whole thing. Um, I don't know. In Delta Airlines, you fly Delta. You hop on Delta JFK. You're going to Seattle. Cross country. Eh, it's nonstop. Let's go. You get on. You know, you sit down. You put the headphones on. You relax a little bit. Next thing you know, a few hours later, you're in Seattle. Uh, no, the next thing you know on this flight, uh, we're going to go ahead and land in Billings, Montana. Oh, look at that. Uh, the bathrooms are all full and nobody can use the toilets, so people are starting to freak out on the airplane. So if you have to use the restroom, please wait until we can find a way to get you off the plane in Billings, Montana. What do you think of that, Pat? Your home state was used as so, a bathroom stop. It's the bathroom break of Delta <laughs> Airlines. Lived in Billings for two years. <laughs> I don't, yeah. remember, I don't remember a lot of bathroom breaks. From the <laughs> really? A plane's plane just landing? By. I was going to yeah. ask you, are there how bathrooms? How pissed are you? I mean, well, how? How? Uh-huh. Does an airline allow the bathrooms to be full? I don't on know. A cross-country flight? I don't know. That's I not. mean, that's, that's the people at JFK not doing their job. Oh, yeah. Right? We're, they're going to Delta. Ah, oh, that'd be fine. Either that or everybody on the plane ate Mexican. <laughs> Which is possible. Which is possible. Right? Which is very possible. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, and when you're going to hop on a flight across country, yeah. I mean, what do you do? You eat Mexican of before course. you. Sure, sure. I mean, it's clear, right? Yeah. Walmart changing its Nasty. name. What? Walmart changing its name. <laughs> I know. What? I know. The, no, they're not. The, yes, they are. No, it's Walmart not. Stores Incorporated is the name. They're dropping the stores. It's oh. just going to be Walmart. Okay. So don't tell me like, they're not. Yeah, they're changing like, it. Like anybody called it Walmart stores. I'm going to, I'm going to Walmart stores incorporated now. I'm going to pick up some supplies. Who would like to go with me to Walmart stores incorporated? I think you mean the Walmarts. Let's go kids to Walmart stores incorporated. Did you get that at the Walmart stores incorporated? <laughs> gotta head to Walmart. Well, just right. be ready for that. Be ready for that. I'm ready. Uh, you know, I'm you all know. set for the change. I know. Well, all set. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just point out? I'm, I know my kids will never stop calling it the Walmart Stores Incorporated. Well, once you start, yeah, you once can't you stop. start, you, you can't, can't stop. Um, 
<laughs> when this segment started, gentlemen, oh boy, I got to update it again. Uh, Bitcoin was $12,866. It's now $12,889. No, in 15 minutes. So it's minutes. gone up $21 in value. You know, 15 minutes. Crazy. I, want, I want Brad Staggs and Doc Thompson and Stuber Gear. I want uh-huh. them all to make millions of dollars on Bitcoin and then go away so I don't have to hear about it ever again. <laughs> okay, normally I'd wish uh, him bad, but yeah. I don't want to wish him bad. No, you just want him gone. I just want him gone. So I'm so sick not, of hearing about freaking Bitcoin. Thanks for not lumping me in there because it shows that you actually love me. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag Tell Pat. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Apparently, Jeffy has one more fascinating story. Oh, uh, it's just uh, we've talked about uh, John Gruden, uh, former uh, former Super John Bowl Gruden. winning head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like him a lot. Uh, he's been uh, you know an ESPN uh, broadcaster analysis for mm-hmm. a number of years now, and everybody is always he's right. one of the first big names ever to come up uh, when there's a coaching job open. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. and he's always poo pooed them, and that, on Monday night. Uh, they were talking about uh, the New York Giants. Uh, McDonough, uh, the announcer McDonough, asked, "Hey, you know, Giants' job is open. Your name comes up for every job." And Gruden <laughs> said, "Ah, I don't believe everything. The stuff you hear and read, I don't believe any of that." And then he was pressed a little bit longer by saying, "You know, our producer said he saw somewhere the odds of you going to the Giants are thirty-five to one. Would you take the over or the under?" And uh, Gruden said, I'll take the under if Eli comes back. Uh-oh. So everybody's um. saying, you know, if they, if they bring Eli back, John Gruden to go to the New York football Giants. Nice. No way does he get back into And coaching. I say no way. He's got too sweet a gig uh, right that's now. Just He's making a lot of, of money. Tease. People love him. It's a, l- a lot less stress. You're not going to get fired every three uh, years. You know, look. You know, this, he's got a good gig. He's got a great He really does. Gig. And he's getting a lot of uh, sponsorships now. He's got a lot of money coming in. There's no way he goes back to coaching. No way. And that's just a, I mean, that's just a cute tease on his yeah. part, right? Yeah. Just to keep the carrot out there a little bit. Yes. Because there's no way. Look, he, he gets to fly around the country. It'd be fun to see like him go back, king. though. It'd be fun to see him. Yeah, well, it would. Uh, it, go back to coaching. I'd, I'd like to see what he could do. Uh, but he's good. And you know who else is great is Tony Romo. Have you seen a I game like that Tony he's Romo. called Yes, yet? I do. I like Tony Romo. I like he Wonderful. hit the ground running. Yeah, he did, man. Yeah, he he did. He could, and you know what is good. Yeah, and you know where, what he does. What he does that nobody else had been doing is that deep analysis of being able to call the what the offenses are yes. doing. Yes. that's a good call on his part. It's really yes. good. Yeah, it's really good. Because those other quarterbacks all try, tried to be announcers. His football IQ is of, like nobody yes. I've ever seen. Yes. Like no one. Well, I think you learn more those guys, from him in one half than you learn from everybody else yeah. in a season. Right. Well, that's kind of like, uh, what's his face, uh, the coach, right? Uh, Madden. Uh, Madden in his day. You know, different, same kind of thing where Madden was doing what everyone else wasn't doing. And right? that goes he over was, here and bam! Right. Boom! 
Bang! It, right. Without all that But nobody stuff. else was doing that. Yeah. Right? And everybody, yeah. all those other quarterbacks came in and tried to be the announcers and yeah. tell you about trying to be the football announcer. I think Tony Romo made a smart move. Now, I like Troy Aikman, but Tony Romo. Uh, I like him. I, he's the, I think he's the best there is right now. Yeah, I like him. I, he's really It'd be fascinating good. to see him and Gruden. He uh, calls all the sets, and he can tell you every play out of the set. He yep. predicts it every time. It's, it's really fascinating. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I love, it. love it. I saw him get one call wrong, and he was he mentioned afterward that oh, I'm surprised they ran out, ran something else out of that set. But he because he knows all of the see that's where you're going to get into trouble though, right? Right, that's where you're going to get into trouble. A couple years out. Yeah, you're gonna lose some of that. Yeah, but he's opinionated. He's funny. He's oh, yeah. knowledgeable. He's great, and that's he's look, been a, he's been great. There's no need for him to come back. I'd rather have him quarterback the Green Bay Packers right now. Yeah, no why uh, until no way. Aaron comes Gruden, back. Right? You want him but, to coach your team, but no. Way. Yeah, but no way. And and his back probably can't handle it anymore. That's probably why he got out in the first place. Right. And Gruden, I mean, heck, he gets to go home to Tampa Bay and live in Tampa, live in the town he won the Super Bowl in, see his Pretty family, sweet. see the folks. Fly around the country, get treated like a king. A no, I life. know what I'll do. I'll go into a city where half the city hates me. Yeah. No. No way. <laughs> yeah. No way. He's got to work too hard. That's a tough job. Well, the Head same coach thing. Coach ha- of a football team. You know, you bring up Madden. college or same NFL. thing happened to Madden when he got into into broadcasting because every every job right. that came up, they kept saying John Madden's going to take it, and he never did. Yeah. No. Sorry. Nope. It, it, guess what? Broadcasting is a pretty good gig. It is a guys. darn good gig. And <laughs> yeah. look, you get your Super Bowl. Yep. He worked extra hard, just like Madden. You get those Super Bowls, so you've got the accreditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll talk to you later. That's right. Have a nice day. That's right. Ooh, look at those guys out on the field. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Grand Leash coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, thanks for being here. Triple A, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh, things are produ- they're proceeding quickly on the sexual harassment by representatives front. Conyers left yesterday, supposedly. I, I guess he's out. He said he was resigning that yesterday. Uh, and today, every everybody's jumping on the Al Franken must leave bandwagon. Senator Al Franken has called a some sort of uh an announcement tomorrow was it noon i think it was noon eastern i didn't catch the time he's going to make the announcement of what he's going to do and most people expect him to resign he's got 13 senators 13 democrat senators telling him he needs to resign and among them are quite a few uh female senators all Democrats, Republicans for the most part, I think are staying out of this. They're sitting this one out because they they know they got the Roy Moore situation to deal with. So interesting to see. Maybe Al Franken will be gone by tomorrow. He may not last. He probably won't last the week. He's got a seventh accuser, by the way. A seventh woman has come forward to accuse him of sexual misconduct. 
Uh, the incident took place after one of his radio shows before the you know before he was a senator. She says he was between me and the door, and he was coming at me to kiss me. <laughs> I, I just don't understand this thing with with these guys. That, like I'm I'm just going to kiss you whether you like it or not. I, I I don't get that mindset. And with those lips of his too. Yeah, they're right the the <laughs> wet slimy fish lips. I, that's gross. She says it was very quick, and I think my brain had to work really hard to be like, wait, what is happening? But I knew whatever it was that was happening was not right, and I ducked. I was really startled by it, and I just sort of booked it towards the door, and he said, it's my right as an entertainer. It's your right as an entertainer to kiss women? against? Wow. I bet he did feel that way, though. That sounds like him. That sounds like, I I don't know Al Franken, but it sounds like I imagine him to be. Unlike in other accusations involving Franken where he has apologized, he's vehemently denying these claims and has implied the woman is a liar. You can't do that. Can you you call a woman a liar? I don't think so. Mm. Uh, This allegation is categorically not true. And the idea that I would claim this is my right as an entertainer is preposterous. Glenn tells a story uh, that this fits right into. Uh, They ran into him at some airport, and he believed that he had some right to a flight. Uh, I got to get this from him because... Is this the train story, or is this a... No, it's 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 an airport story. Okay. And I think there was a weather situation, or he... I don't know. I, I, I don't want to attempt it because I don't remember it well enough. But it's if, if I remember it correctly, it kind of fits into that I'm entitled mentality because I'm a star. So, so who was using that line or who was... He did. He used that line? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, something to this effect. And like so Old I'm, Glenn? Or like, when, when did this I, I, I've got, okay. I gotta get right. I got to yeah. get the story from Glenn. Hmm. Because I just, I barely remember the details of it. I just know it was something, some sort of entitlement that he, he thought uh, he was due. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's talk about Al Franken. Yeah, say. Al okay, Franken. I'm sorry. Yeah, not Glenn. All right, all right. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Susan in Rhode Island. You're on the you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. Blessed and Merry Christmas season to all of you there at the you blaze. Too. Thank you. You too. I just have a quick comment about Al Franken, and when I'm done, I will give the phone and everything back to you so you can run with it. Okay. Uh, I'm thankful that the truth is coming out, as it always does. No Mm -hmm. one will be thrilled more than I will when he's gone for two reasons. If you recall his first election, he won through rigged recounts. They went into that recount with his opponent ahead of him, and with every recount, he gained more votes. Right. He doesn't even belong there after that. Yeah. And secondly, that stupid, idiotic name-calling fight that he picked with Ted Cruz. Uncalled for. Oh, yeah. They talk about uh, bad behavior in the Senate. So I will be thrilled when he's gone. We'll go. I have a saying in my house. I'm Italian-American. What goes around comes around. God doesn't sleep. <laughs> I like it. That. No, I like it. All, All right. right. Thanks a lot, Susan. Thank you. You would never guess she was Italian-American, would you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I did not pick up on that. I'm glad she it said that. just wouldn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's, uh, that's fascinating. 
never would have guessed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, my wife and I watched this uh, Christmas show yesterday, and it wasn't even on the Hallmark Channel. Mm. It was on Netflix, I think, and it was called The Spirit of Christmas, mm. and it was about a ghost at Christmas. You know, the spirit. The, this guy came back. He was he was killed in nineteen twenty, but. Every year for 12 days of Christmas, he came back with an actual physical body. But it had to be only at the inn that he owned. So only on the property of his inn was he a physical specimen. And then if he walked off the property, he disappeared and he was back to some spiritual realm. That truly sounds stupid. Yeah. So he's been dead for 90 years. And this uh, woman who was supposed to sell the inn now from some corporation that now owned it was up there and, you know, the stories of a ghost living there during Christmas season were famous at the end. Hmm. But she didn't believe them, of course. And no. Then, of course, she finds out very quickly they're true. And uh, not only is he a ghost, but he's actually a physical presence. He actually has a body. And at the end, <laughs> at the end... Are you going to give this away, of, Glenn Beck? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> What's okay, happening? I'm going to spare you from watching oh, The Spirit you. of Christmas point, on yeah. Netflix. Okay. At the end, rather than... Okay, because he's only physical for 12 days every year. Okay, then he goes away. And so he's, he's in some limbo or something. So he's been know. doing this for since 1920. Since 1920. Wow. Because he was murdered. And so his body was stuck. Hmm. <laughs> like, I guess God... Hasn't sorted out all the people who are confused yet. He doesn't know what to do with them. Twelve days. Hey, of I hope you find your way back. Good luck. <laughs> I know you're a little confused. And something happened to you. I can't help you out. Uh, you're gonna have to work it out, okay? Because I'm busy over here. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he's trying to work it out over these ninety years, and he fall. Of course, the woman who's trying to sell the inn and the ghost fall in love naturally. Wait, <laughs> no. And rather than at the end, him working it out and he goes back to the ether or he goes to heaven or whatever, nope, it works out. So now he's alive again and can just go anywhere he wants. Today. Today. Yeah. What? <laughs> it was the Wait, weirdest. You... He's dead. How did this work out where he's now alive again? Well, how, how did that work? Think about this. Very strange. There is some poor guy digging up a landfill in Britain looking for his 7,500 Bitcoin, and somebody scribbled out the screenplay. <laughs> yeah, probably made a fortune. Out. I mean, come on. And somebody this made a fortune. No justice. But it got me to thinking of, uh, of the best and the worst Christmas movies of the Christmas season. Mm. Uh, I'd like to hear about them from you. 888 because I've enjoyed, for several years now, watching these dumb Christmas movies from the Hallmark Channel. Do you watch them? I do not. Does Carrie watch them? Nobody in your family yeah, watches the Hallmark Channel? She for, probably does, but I mean, they no. I, they pump these Christmas movies out because they don't have huge stars in them, right? They're mm-hmm. B-list or C-listers, or people you don't even know. Right. Uh, or like the woman from Full House. What's her name? Cameron uh, Beret or whatever her name is. Um, she is in... A ton of these, like three a year. <laughs> and so I think that's all she does now is Christmas movies. The, do you remember the the girl from Full House? Yeah, you, yeah. You got her pictured? She's an yeah. adult now, and, and now yeah, she's and, doing and these Christmas brother. movies. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so I think they they don't cost them anything to, to manufacture to produce these movies. And then they, they sell them to Hallmark, and they probably make a fortune on it. 
It's a really good business. <laughs> it's why Stu got into the business with the, what was it called? Twisted Cookie or Christmas Cookie? The Christmas Twist. The Christmas I Twist. I mean, only the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Not that the bar was that high to begin with. Uh, Candace Cameron Bure. Candace Cameron Bure. Bure. Pavel Bure. Yeah, she's yes. married to Pavel Bure's brother, who was the hockey star. But anyway, yes, uh, I she's, know who you're talking about. Okay, she's married to a hockey star's brother? Yeah, yeah. And okay. there might be some Russian mafia connection. Anyway, continue, please. Seriously? Maybe is that true? Some, yeah, something going on there. Mm-hmm. So Pavel Bure, yeah. his brother, is married to, to Candace. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. All right, but it's it's kind of fun because, yeah. you know, they use washed-up models as the stars <laughs> or some guy that used to star in, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, the Superman movie that was, it, not a movie, the Superman series that was on for a while. Uh, oh, I know you're talking about yeah. the guy who it, wears Smallville. The glasses. Smallville oh. was on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And and they use that guy all the time in these <laughs> Christmas movies. Anybody who's somewhat attractive, you're fine. Just get in there and, and act. And they're always terrible actors. The stories are awful. They don't make any sense. But I love them. I love them because it's Christmas. Why do you Christmas. think that is? I, I don't, it's Christmas. A chemical and it's just, imbalance going on there. <laughs> that's what probably the some deal? of that too. <laughs> Maybe some mental illness uh-huh. uh, factors in somewhere. Uh, but they're just kind of fun. And Hallmark has not one, but two channels that run nonstop Christmas movies for a month and a half. What? Day and night for a month and a half. Okay. The only time, I think they go to like uh, infomercial programming until about noon, and then they're right back into them. So from like six in the morning to noon, they're running infomercials, and then the rest is just nonstop Christmas movies on both Hallmark channels. It's just unbelievable. So the evidence continues to mount as to why we are a society being flushed down the drain. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, (laughs) the ratings are probably pretty good. I mean, they probably... The ratings are great. That's unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, they, I mean, they clean up at Christmas time. Wow. 888 So we want to talk about the best and uh, the worst Christmas movies during this holiday season. Meantime, let me tell you about preparedness. There's, there's obviously a lot of different ways that you can prepare yourself. You can prepare yourself with a stash of food, water, with uh, generators, you know, and you can prepare yourself with communication. Go Tenemesh Mesh powers the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network. <clears throat> what does that mean to you? It means that you can send texts and GPS locations, even if cell towers are down or jammed, even if there's no routers or satellites. So if, you're, if you'd like to be prepared or you're just an outdoor enthusiast or an avid traveler and you want to have something that will provide you with off-grid communications, this is a great way to go. You pair the uh, Gotenna device with your phone using the Gotenna app, or you could leave it unpaired too, and just put it in strategic locations, and you can still relay communications from one device to another. And right now, when you go to Gotenna.com, G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com, use the promo code PAT15, that's going to save you some money. You get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs of these really convenient little communication devices they weigh about four ounces. You can put them in your pocket. You wouldn't even feel it. And then you can communicate anytime, anywhere with a pop-up network without cell phone infrastructure. Don't wait until something happens and you think, ah, oh, I wish I had that. Do it today. Visit GoTenna.com. Save 15% with the promo code PAT15. That's GoTenna.com. Pat 
Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network uh in addition to these christmas movies the other thing i've noticed during this christmas season i for some reason over and over and over this year i'm hearing the song baby it's cold outside Hmm. and there's a whole bunch of different versions different people doing it michael buble and adina menzel do one version that's pretty good every time i hear it though i think this song is the the theme song for sexual harassment right now I mean, you've got the girl saying she really can't stay, and you got the guy blocking the door and telling her she can't leave. <laughs> it is the quintessential sexual assault song. This evening has been so nice, so very nice. My mother will start to worry. My father will be pacing the floor. Uh, so really, I'd better scurry. He tells her not to. Put some records on while I pour. She says maybe just to half a drink more. The neighbors might think, nah, baby, it's cold out. Don't worry about it. So what's in this drink? So now he's <laughs> doping her drink. Oof. Or at least you're getting that impression that maybe he's doping the drink. Wow. And over and over and over, she's saying, I got to say no. And he keeps not listening to that. Isn't that the very definition of rape in this day and age? I, uh, they, whoever wrote this song, if they wrote it today... They'd be in prison. Literally. There are parts of those lyrics you just read that that are Bill Cosby. Yes, Bill. Yes. Harvey Weinstein. Right. And Matt Lauer all rolled into one there. Yes. We know their favorite Christmas song. It is the ultimate Good sexual harassment song. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Tim in Iowa. Uh, Tim, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Pat? I love your show. Thank you. Hey, um, so one of my favorite Christmas movies is Total 80s Movie. It's Trading Places. You have everything in this movie. Comedy, Christmas, intrigue, revenge. And you also have Al Franken playing a porter, which is probably the job he's going to go back to after tomorrow. (laughs) That's, wow. I mean, I don't remember Trading Places. I haven't seen it for about 30 years, I think. And that's what it came out like, right? In the mid-80s, maybe? Yeah, somewhere in there. I, I don't yep. even remember it being a Christmas movie. Is it kind of a? It, does it just take place at Christmas time? It takes place uh, in Christmas. Has it become kind of a traditional Christmas watch for you? you kind you, of, yeah. You watch absolutely. it every year, yeah. Uh, and the the Al Franken uh, angle is kind of interesting too. We'll have to we'll have to find that and uh, play that portion of it. Appreciate it, thanks, Tim. Uh, also, we got Pat in Texas who claims. We were, we were talking about the Al Franken story with uh, Glenn at the airport, and Pat says he knows that story. Pat, welcome to The Blaze. Hi. Hey, thanks, guys. Love your show, Pat. And, Thank uh, you. And Screw Jeppy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard Glenn uh, tell it immediately. Uh, he, he and Stu were leaving the Iowa caucuses, okay. and there was a weather situation. Al Franken was there when he was with Air America. Right. And he he was growing increasingly uh, frustrated in line, uh, you know, with the uh, with the proletariat having to wait in line like normal people. And so he used the "Do you know who I am?" 
I'm Al Franken from Air America. Is there a way that I can get on a plane before all these other people? I have stuff to do. Yeah, it was, was like, it. it was like a celebrity uh, entitlement, right? He was famous, oh, of course. so I shouldn't have to wait with the little people. Get me something special. Of course. Uh, I mean, yes. is that surprising? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you know? uh, thanks, Pat. That's about the way I remembered it, because this woman says that he told her that he's entitled, he's owed this as an entertainer or whatever. But wait, this story goes that, hey, I'm with Air America. Do you know who I am? He should have gone with the, I was the porter in trading places. That would have <laughs> hold, held more weight than I was on Air America. Air uh, America. What a failed, failed attempt that was. All liberals, all the time, and uh, when that was failing miserably and running out of money and going bankrupt, the excuse was, well, all the conservatives are boycotting it and, and won't let it take root so that it can fly. Nobody was giving it a chance. So you know what happened? Mm. Clear Channel mm-hmm. picked it up, yeah. and so because they didn't want to be subjected to this nonsense... They put it on, I don't know how many stations, but a lot. Too many. They put it on many stations, this failing, crappy, liberal network. And Clear Channel picked it up, and they said, okay, we'll put you on. And they did. Mm -hmm. They put him on and gave him a shot. And it failed everywhere they put it on. And in some markets... It was like schizophrenia talk. It was a conservative show followed by an Air America liberal show. It doesn't work. I mean, come on. Stop. And that's during the years of the Fairness Doctrine. I don't know if people remember this or if they paid attention to talk because it wasn't big because it was schizophrenic. You would have in the early days of talk radio because you had to. You'd have, let's say, a conservative morning show followed by a liberal midday show. Followed by a conservative afternoon guy. Followed by a liberal. Yep. It just didn't work. Nobody wanted to listen to that. Uh, who would who would listen to that? I mean, you might listen to one or the other. You're not going to listen to both. And that's why it never took off. Until they finally dropped the fairness doctrine. They finally let stations do what they wanted to with their own programming. So that they could make it make sense. Uh, and that's when Air America completely failed of its own accord, of its own merit or lack of merit. The problem was not that not that conservatives were keeping them out of the marketplace. It's that the audience didn't want them in the marketplace. It's like, no, you guys aren't. First of all, not only can you not defend your own points of view and your points of view are ridiculous, you guys suck. You're not funny. You're not interesting. You don't entertain. And so it failed. But but now maybe you can get a rebirth with Al Franken. (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe he'll go back to uh, being a porter at a hotel. Mm -hmm. I've got to find that. We've got to find that trading places. Uh, I'm I'm looking here. I'm trying to multitask here. So (laughs) it's got some potential. (laughs) I I mean, that's a nice call because I had forgotten that. I don't remember trading places that well because it's been a long time since I've seen it. And uh, I didn't remember that Al Franken was even in that movie. Oh, maybe we're not going to play this clip. <laughs> yeah. Is there stuff in it that you yeah, can't play? I don't know yet. Yeah, okay, I'm well, we'll look it. into uh-huh. it. <laughs> Meantime, uh, apparently, gorillas have better eating habits than some people when it comes to cleanliness. A new study has found that gorillas spontaneously clean their food before eating it without having, having to witness someone else doing it first. 
That's interesting. Huh. Findings suggest that so- social learning is not required for that uh, behavior to emerge with gorillas. In their study, who who does this, by the way? <laughs> who thinks, hey, you know what? I'm going to find out if gorillas clean their food before they eat it. Well, I don't know, but we're going to have to start making a list for Al. Things he could do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Study gorillas. <laughs> Job, hashtag jobs for Al. You know, here's here's an idea. Uh, retire before anybody else jumps on the get out of the center yeah. bandwagon and go sell facial cream. Uh, oh. I wonder if that's even occurred to him. You know, it probably has. That's probably There's an incredible industry of facial cream sellers that are do- really successful right now. And he's probably put off the announcement until a startup kid <laughs> arrives in the mail. And that's <laughs> why he keeps pushing it back. That would be funny if the announcement tomorrow is, I'm leaving to sell facial cream. This whole sexual harassment thing has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I have seen how well Joanna Gaines... Uh-huh. From Fixer Upper is doing, and so I thought, I'm going to get into that too. Well, I've been secretly doing that on the right. side, and now my business is exploding. And I'm going to turn over the rest of this press conference <laughs> to my business partner, John Conyers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the study of gorilla behavior. Uh, the researchers provided a captive population of western lowland gorillas uh, at the Leipzig Zoo with clean and dirty apples. Hmm. When the gorillas were provided dirty apples coated with sand, they all showed evidence of cleaning it in at least 75% of trials. Well, that's more, that's more than you could expect from Jeffy. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot more than you expect from Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-933-93. We're also talking about uh, your favorite Christmas movie. Let's go to Steve in North Carolina. Hey, Steve. Hi there. Hi. Hey, uh, the best, best Hallmark movie. It was called Heaven Sent. It was about an angel who escaped from heaven, came down to this family that was having a problem, and uh, she ended up at the very end of the movie being their miscarried daughter like eight years before this, and they were going to break up, and it was just heart-wrenching. It was <laughs> what? Did you say heart-wrenching? It was amazing. <laughs> I've had so many miscarriages in my life. My wife did anyway, and really? it just killed me. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it really did kill you? It wasn't because of the stupidity of it. It really got to you. I'm actually talking from heaven. All right. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Steve. 888-933-93. Actually, I don't think that's Hallmark. I'm looking up uh, Heaven Sent. Looks like it's a uh, one of those Lifetime movies, which is even better. What is the... Lifetime. Stop. Are you seriously nitpicking between (laughs) Lifetime and Hallmark Yes, there's a huge difference. It's huge difference. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your favorites coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. It's a great day. Pat Gray is here. 888 933 We were talking about Bitcoin earlier. It was 12800 
Uh, no, it's when we started the Jeffy segment <laughs> at uh, literally two, uh, an, one hour ago, exactly an hour ago. What was it? It was twelve thousand uh, oh eight six six. Twelve thousand eight sixty six. Mm-hmm. It is now at thirteen thousand one twenty six. Jeez. <laughs> you know, you think okay, really? I, I've waited too long. I can't get into it now. <laughs> uh, you know, if I put a hundred dollars in it, uh-huh. what is that going to do for me? Actually, maybe a lot. I don't know. It's. <laughs> you get, I thought look, this at eleven hundred. I thought ah, I'm too late. Play the game, babe. I'm too late at eleven hundred, and now it's at thirteen thousand. Why? So, am I going to be saying, I, I, I was, I was lamenting not getting in at thirteen thousand, and now it's a hundred and thirty thousand. Is that mm. going to happen? It might. I, look, we are either. Like we said earlier, either this is a bubble waiting to happen, mm-hmm. or we're watching the transformation of our currency right before our eyes. Yes, seriously. Yeah, that's about that's about right. I, I think that is where we are. Uh, also, Jeff Flake, who used to be somebody I, we really supported here uh at the blaze and uh and glenn's team we really like jeff jeff like in fact i think we it seems like we went to arizona at one point when he was initially running yeah and and might have even done one of his i mean i we didn't do an endorsement or anything but i think we went to one of his campaigns maybe did some fundraising um he was actually pretty conservative soon as he got into the senate forget it he's gone he's he's john mccain part two and just to top that off, he just went to Twitter to disclose the fact that he made a donation to Alabama Democrat Senate candidate Doug Jones to protest Republican candidate Roy Moore. Now, first of all, you don't know if uh, Roy Moore is guilty. Secondly, most of what he is accused of isn't even a crime. But you you're, feel strongly ab- enough about it. To donate money to the stinking Democrat, a guy who's essentially a socialist. And that's what you want in office from Alabama. Wow. I mean, again, these are accusations. These are not charges. They're not, they haven't been proven. First of all, there's got to be a charge to even take it to a court. Country over party, Flake tweeted alongside a $100 personal check. Ooh. Wow, you are really committed to Doug Jones. <laughs> I mean, for for most of us, a hundred dollars is significant. For Jeff Flake, a hundred bucks is like, I'll, here's a dime. Yeah, you should have put it into Bitcoin. You're right. <laughs> he should have. Sorry, does that sting? Yes. Okay. Flake's disclosure comes after Trump endorsed him. Uh, President repo- reportedly called the embattled candidate to offer him his support, and of course, uh, now the Republican Party itself has kind of gotten back on the Roy Moore bandwagon uh, because they really kind of don't have, they don't have any choice. It's 52-48 in the Senate right now. If it goes to 51-49, and we already lose Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski on most issues. John McCain. And John McCain. Uh, you're going to lose everything. Everything that's any kind of worthwhile legislation that's conservative because they're not going to help you. Uh, it's a mess right now. The Senate is a mess. The House is a mess. If Republicans acted like Republicans, if they had some, if they had some conservative values, 
traditional values, they'd be winning big. And people would love them if they had, but they don't. So, 888-933-93. Also talking about uh, some of your favorite Christmas movies and uh, Trading Places came up with the Al Franken scene. We were just looking at that. Uh, the scene on Utah YouTube is... Uh, Dumb, uh, Yeah, it's not worth playing. But, uh, you know, maybe he'll be returning to his roots as a an extra on a movie set. Uh, let's go to Tommy in Indiana. Tommy, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you was talking about the, uh, trading places. He worked for Amtrak. He was a hand on the Amtrak train. And it was funny. Cause right after that, y'all went to the gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a gorilla oh, in the movie that they're supposed to be watching and taking care that's of. That's right. In fact, there's two of them, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, no, it ends up being a, I can't think of his name, but the one that was being corrupt with the two old men that was the commodities brokers. <laughs> oh, no, you just ruined it for me. I had planned on going straight home to watch that. Dang it, not anymore. Uh, yeah. It was the two commodity brokers, and they was being huh. corrupt with this guy. Isn't it? Uh, I can't remember his name. He's been in a lot of movies, but he was uh, corrupt and got him the crop reports before the it actually come out, and they thought they was going to be on the right side of it, but Eddie Murphy and them and Dan Aykroyd and all of them switched up the reports. And made it wrong for them, so they ended up losing everything. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert on this 30-year-old hey. movie. All right, thanks, Tommy. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> 888-900-3393. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, what happened to him? Where is he? He was kind of doing a comeback, and then he went away again. Well, let's see. He was He was the... The last one I remember right? is he went to Mars or something? It was like... Huh. He, it was a name of somebody like Bob Stevens goes to Mars and it made like $3.35 at the movie theater. I wonder what $3.35 worth of Bitcoin would be worth today <laughs> had you gotten in. You just really want to rub that in, don't you? <laughs> uh, Chrissy in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Love the show. Thank you. So my, my all-time favorite classic Christmas movie, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember this one, but it was called The... Uh, the Christmas Twist. It oh, was a yeah. lovely, lovely story. <laughs> lovely. Heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. Heart, about heart-wrenching, heart-warming. Mm-hmm. And she had this mm-hmm. horrible, horrible, horrible boyfriend. He was <laughs> he was horrible to her. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you remember that one, Hold but on. that is my all-time favorite. Yeah. Was there a plumber it's, or somebody in that that just was grotesque? Uh, was there was. Gro- yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Oddly enough, he got the girl. <laughs> yes, really? he did. I do uh, remember I, that. I, I hope I hope that it makes an appearance this year. I can't seem to find it anywhere um, uh, on my TV yet. But oh, uh, it has to. Yeah, that's got to make yeah. an appearance. Thanks, Chrissy. I, I hope so. I hope so too. Uh, we gotta we gotta get together with Stu and make sure that mm-hmm. does happen. Mm-hmm. That's got to be played. I just don't remember much from that movie other than the hideous plumber. That's all I remember. I remember. Mm-hmm. Well, there was an uncle in it who was just genius in right. the role. Kind of um, charming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Charming, funny, funny, witty. Good looking. Yes. All of those things mm-hmm. and so many more. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Beth in Texas. Welcome to the Blaze. Hey, Pat. Good to hear from you. Uh Thank you. my favorite film of all films is Ben Hur, and it's the all purpose holiday film. You pull it out for Easter, you can pull it out at Christmas time. It's it's perfect. Now, I'm, I'm talking the 59 version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Charlton Heston, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did, yeah. did you I see the updated that. version? 
I can't. I couldn't make myself. I, I just couldn't do it. I yeah. mean, I heard it was coming out, and I. I, it's one of those sounds I just can't look at anybody else in that role. It is hard because that one is so yeah. classic. Thanks for the call, Beth. Yeah. I actually, I actually watched it and it wasn't bad. They they did a fairly good job with it. I was kind of leery of it too because of Noah, hmm. which was a disaster. What was the other, what was the other biblical biblically based movie that we saw that Hollywood just butchered? Uh, I don't remember, but Noah was we we saw that with the actual guy who directed it. And then he asked us how we felt about it after we saw oh, no, it with don't him ask. In, a, in a special screening in Hollywood. And uh, I was kind of elbowing Glenn, who was standing right next to me. Don't tell him. Don't tell him what we thought of it. Don't tell, and he did. He told him what we thought of it, which mm. was uh, it was one of the worst abominations we've ever seen. But thanks for the invite. <laughs> uh, that, thanks for having us though the seats i'll tell you the seats were so comfortable <laughs> the, the way popcorn. they rec- reclined oh and the- i think you used real butter on the popcorn Ooh, right wow leg room was <laughs> memorable jane in michigan you're on the blaze hi hey uh, jane uh we'll come yeah, back good. to you in a second you got to turn down your radio that's uh that's always a good safety tip. i wanted to listen you sounded really good back there Turn down the radio, otherwise the eight-second delay or whatever kind of delay we have no. is going to mess you up. We have a four-hour yeah. delay, actually. That was us from this morning. Before we even got on the air? Right. Okay. Right. Just want right. to be safe, you know? All right, let's see if Jane's ready to, to do this again. Jane, you're on the blaze. Jane? Yes. Hi. Go ahead. Hi. Go ahead and just say what I was going to say. Just say what you were going to say. <laughs> yep, okay, Pat. Yes. Pa- Pat, hi. Hi. Um, I totally uh, disagree with you on the fact that you said that Hallmark actors and actresses uh, were second or third class. Um, uh, or I, I just think that, um, that they are wanting to do clean movies, family-oriented movies, and that they is choose true. to be on the, on, the, on the Hallmark channel. And I, I, I just applaud them and respect them for their morals and character. No, I think that's, I do too. I mean, that's, it's great that they do these movies, and you're right. They are wholesome. Uh, there's no sex in them. There isn't swearing. They're, yeah, they're, they're good, clean movies. But you don't see A-list actors act in them, do you? Would you agree no, with me I on don't, that? But I, I think they choose to be that the B actor and actresses yeah. because they yeah. don't want to be nude on a in a movie or they don't want to have to portray somebody that that would degrade the person that they are. Yeah, I think you're right. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jane. You know, Pat, I, yes. yeah, I, I think you can do a clean movie and still have a top-notch actor. I don't know if you're familiar, maybe you are, uh, with a guy by the name of Jimmy Stewart. I actually am. Oh, you are really familiar with the guy how, named Jimmy How so? Stewart. What do you mean? You know how he talks and everything too? Because I just want to know if you know who he is. How's he? What's it? Can you tell uh, me? Well, there's about? a there's a movie he did called "It's a Wonderful Life," which which is a very clean and wonderful movie, and he was an A list actor. A Christmas movie. That's a that's a movie my wife will never watch with me at the Christmas. <laughs> it's my favorite movie of the Christmas season, and she won't watch because he yells through it. She thinks. Yells. I thought you were going to say because you you say every line as he's saying. Well, there's that too. I am agnostic with the Mary, Mary. Don't you know me? Don't you know me, Mary? It's me, George, George Bailey. Mary, what are you? Are you you you, you, you working for Potter now, Mary? Mary, what? You're screwy. That's what you are. Something about Buffalo Girls going out tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you don't do that line? No, okay. not really, because they kind of sing that. I don't really sing Jimmy Stewart. Oh, either. I want to. No, uh, no, we're going to break new ground on Pat Gray Unleashed. Okay. We're well, not? Sometime during the Christmas season, we'll sing. Oh. We'll sing Jimmy Stewart. Okay. All right. I'll hold you to that. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Big news. Uh, Al Franken has said he will have a major announcement tomorrow, and I'm uh, everybody's guess is that he's going to resign. At least thirteen senators have love, come out ask, asking him to resign. I love the media has stopped giving us a firm total they're just oh, saying wow now it's at 24 least. yeah at, at least, least 24. 24 yeah this is going up as fast as bitcoin mm. at least 24 democratic senators have told al franket to resign it's just an avalanche now it's going to be all 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 of them by the end of the day probably yeah bitcoin now at thirteen thousand one twenty six. but you invested during the break right Jeez. wow right no no i think we do have a picture no. if i'm not mistaken i may be wrong on the uh on Al Franken, uh, let's see if they've got it ready here. This is this is what he looked like uh, in that movie, Trading Places. Um, so many years ago. What look was at it? that, eighty <laughs> four. Oh wow, he's on the left there, looking yeah. just as smart as he does today. Uh, although uh, you know, un- mm. almost unrecognizable. Mm. I guess you can you can he's see Franken in there hair. somewhere, yeah. but uh, he, that's a different look for him, yeah. obviously. Uh, 888-900-3393 with your favorite Christmas movies. Uh, Janine in Virginia, you're on The Blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. Yeah, um, there's a movie that I don't think gets uh, enough credit for being a good holiday or Christmas movie. Uh, the one called Dutch with Ed O'Neill in it. I wow. love that movie. I don't even know it. You don't know about Dutch? No. You gotta look that one up. Ed, you know, Ed O'Neill from Married with Children? Yeah. That guy is so great in the movie. He's, he, it's a good lesson to learn. The kid learns a good lesson. It's a kid that goes to the boarding school. And, um, he's, and Ed O'Neill is, uh, now involved with, uh, the boy's mother. You know, his, his, it's his girlfriend. And she wants the boy to come home for the holidays and he refuses to come home. So, she sends Ed to go up and get the kid. And if you want to see how what a holy terror of this kid is, he is he's something else. And mm. Ed really puts up with a lot, but Ed teaches him some hard knock, good old fashioned hard knock, uh, you know, lessons. lessons. Okay. Yeah, and you, I, so if you ever get a chance, watch that movie. That's cool. All it's right. on the same level as planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, okay. Check that out. Thanks, Janine. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three nine. I've never even heard of it. It must have been during his um, married with children days. Uh, he went off and did that movie. Have you ever heard of the movie Dutch? I'm looking no. at it here on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It didn't score that well with critics, who gave it fourteen percent approval. Sixty two percent of audiences though liked it. 
So the audience is a lot more kind than the critics. Uh, Larry in Oklahoma, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, guys. Greatest Christmas movie of all time. You're missing it. Lethal Weapon. (laughs) (laughs) The endless debate as to whether Lethal Weapon is actually a Christmas movie. Do you consider it a Christmas movie? Hey, it happened at Christmas time. It's a Christmas movie. All right, I'm sold. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. The other one that people talk about is Die Hard. Die Hard. Absolutely. The original, I think. It was Uh, set at a Christmas party. Because that was set at a Christmas party. That's totally a Christmas movie. They were talking about that on Doc's show this morning. (laughs) Oh, were they? Yeah. Were they Die Hard's Christmas movie? Yeah, and and I think that the conclusion is absolutely. I mean, that's the setting. You can't have a you can't have a diehard movie and have Bruce Willis try to save the day unless what happens? The Christmas party gets attacked. Right. So, and you can't have a Christmas party get attacked without having a Christmas party. At Christmas time. And you can't have a Christmas party without there being Christmas. Right. I think we just solved the riddle. I think you did. Okay. Uh by talking in a circle. Rhonda in Georgia, welcome to the Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. Favorite Christmas movie of all time is Scrooged because I think Bill Murray was fabulous in that movie. I, and I love that he movie. incorporated the solid gold dancers, which <laughs> nothing says Christmas like a little booty from the solid gold dancers. So I just I laugh every time I see that section of that movie. Yeah, I do too. All right, thanks, Rhonda. Do you like Scrooged? Have you ever seen it with yeah, Bill Murray? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's funny. Uh and I forgot about the solid gold dancers. Wow. Um Wow, that seems like ancient times. I, I just found a list of movies you forgot were set during Christmas. Okay. Um, I never saw Eyes Wide Shut, but there's that. But um, what about the Gremlins? Eyes Wide Shut? Wasn't that the Tom Cruise? Yeah, the whole I don't know, Nicole Kidman naked stuff. Orgy? I don't have no idea. That took place at Christmas time? I, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Uh, but Gremlins. I'd forgotten Gremlins was uh, yeah? Christmas. Time. I did too. And the rest of these, I am not cool enough to really recognize them beyond Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. But you've got, uh, do you remember Spiked Eggnog? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we talked about trading places. What was Diner? What was Diner? I right? don't know. Okay. Probably Bru- about a diner at Christmas time. How do you figure? Look at this. Uh, this one lists Batman Returns. That took place at Christmas? I don't know. Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, Yes. I know that that has some Christmas in it. Um, but, th- you know, as far as being traditional Christmas movies, I wouldn't consider Gremlins one of them. <laughs> it's a gift, right? I, yeah. Christmas gift. I, I would think more along the lines of It's a Wonderful Life or A Christmas Carol. Are you a fan of uh, Scrooge? The, the the various versions of Scrooge. Yeah, the one with Bill Murray is is the one that's that Scrooge. Yeah, that's the one I'm familiar with. But as far as like the story and everything, yeah, you don't watch the actual. That's not a nah, thing for you at Christmas. No. Really, I, I don't have a thing. What is the thing. matter with you? I, I just, what do you watch with your kids at Christmas? Then when they want to see something Christmassy. Well, this Christmas we'll probably be watching uh, Hunting Hitler. We've been into <laughs> that lately. And then uh, <laughs> you are the uh, the worst. Wait, oh, you know what? We we like to watch. <laughs> That's uh, fun. What's that Kiefer show? Uh, Designated Survivor. We've been watching that. It's going to be around Christmas time when we catch <laughs> up with that one. Get some time off and okay. Watch the. All right. Well, yeah, that sounds very festive. I do try to watch uh, the Jimmy Stewart. It's a Wonderful Life. I do try to watch that. Um, in fact, I Wasn't remember it? last Christmas thinking, "Oh, it's after Christmas. Oh, I'm not watching it now." It seems to me 
that when we worked together the first time in Houston, you were my producer there as well. <clears throat> and uh, it seems to me that you had never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Was that you? And I'm the one who kept talking about it, and so you I, finally probably, saw it. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was in 2001. You had not yeah. yet seen "It's a Wonderful Life." That yeah. seems hard to believe. No, that's uh, that's probably accurate. You know what, though? Um, you have not invested a cent into Bitcoin, and uh, now the <laughs> price is. Uh, I'm gonna take the heat off me and check the old. Now we're up to thirteen one thirty three, Pat. So there's still time. Like, if you could get invested before sundown, you might catch it before it hits 15K. Seriously, it, may, it might today. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right? At this, at this pace. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Wow. That'd be a pretty good Christmas present for people. <laughs> if that goes up to twenty or 25,000 during the Christmas oh. season, and you got into it at like 200 or 300. I, I, of course, obviously wouldn't be one of those people. No, you might get a chance. Exactly. It's probably going to crash, and then you'll have a chance, and then... Yeah. Uh, no, maybe. Not. No, it's not happening. Uh, but I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. Um, also, something we haven't mentioned today is is the ban on the Russian athletes at the uh, South Korean Winter Games. Now, everybody's calling that a ban on Russia. Russia's not invited, but that's not exactly the case. Hmm. Their athletes will still come. And they will be subjected to more intense dope screening because it's all about doping, uh, the ban in the first place. Apparently, there's so many athletes from Russia, and it's, it's uh, system-wide. It, it, the leadership of the Russian Olympic Committee is apparently encouraging their athletes to use steroids. So it's systemic. It's in the system. So... Uh, they told Russia that they can't compete under the Russian flag and their athletes will be subjected to even more intensive screening of, uh, of their blood. So it'll be interesting to see. They're, gonna, they're going to go and still compete as Olympic athletes from Russia under the Olympic flag. <laughs> I just it's no really strange like neutral uniforms and no national anthem. It's like the UN team. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, uh, so I wouldn't expect a huge showing from Russia this particular Winter Games. Uh, but right, I think finally, I think finally, the International Olympic Committee got disgusted enough with Russia's continual cheating because they've been cheating for. Ever that they finally had to crack down. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Use that uh, number tomorrow. Keep it handy, and we'll talk to you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.